In brightest day and blackest night, no evil shall escape harmless phosphorescence. Everybody, this is Throw Smiley, and I've never felt better in my life. Who's joining me this week? I'm Josh Cece, and gravity's a bitch, and so am I. I'm Brian Lesh, and please let me use this ring to toss this movie into the goddamn sun. <laughs> I'm Alaric Weber, and I, um, uh, racetrack. <sighs> Sorry, that's the best I could come up with. <laughs> this is Armless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by our patrons. Patrons like executive producers, Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You want to be a patron too? It's easy. Just go to patreon.com slash harmlessentertainment. Buck a month is all you need to get started on our... Uh, Monthly movie episodes, a little bit more, gets you a ton of bonus uh, stuff. We got Star Wars shows in there, some music stuff, so head on over. You'll like it, I guarantee. And this week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we're watching Green Lantern. Great light has gone out in the universe. Worlds annihilated. Lanterns, we face an unprecedented danger. An enemy powerful enough to destroy entire civilizations. To fight this enemy, the ring chose a human. But I don't need to tell you your duty. You want a story? Hell yeah. <laughs> The ring chose you. Take it. Speak the oath. Speak the oath. Because everybody knows the oath. I pledge allegiance to yeah, the lantern. Yeah, did just get married. That I got from a dying purple alien. So, this is the chosen human. The ring turns thought into reality. Oh, that Its mask. limits are only what you can imagine. The sword. Oh, human. <laughs> How many humans Remember, your enemy is not gonna play fair. Is that what I think it is? An alien life form, Doctor. The first that mankind has ever encountered. Son, we're gonna get you well again. I've never felt better in my life. They said they wouldn't have chosen me. If they didn't see something, I don't see it. I see. You have the ability to overcome fear. Stay here. No problem. If you die, innocent lives will be lost. Your world will be annihilated. Help me save my planet. Fight it. Fight it with me. Brightest day. Blackest night. No evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light! Green 
Green Lantern. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> really? watch the trailer. That's the whole movie. Right? Right. That's all we got to know. When did they stop doing this? <laughs> I don't Blatant do that anymore. False advertising. They made yeah. that look fun. Yeah. Well, oh, God, yeah. Well, and I think it's the MCU because they started just lying to us in their trailers. Yeah. Just straight up lying. Like secondary cuts of things. I feel yeah. like Captain America Civil War is when that started, really. Well, no, I mean, I mean, in uh, what was it? In uh, Infinity War, they literally CGI'd the Hulk into the battle yeah. scenes. <laughs> like they're just straight well, up lying. I mean, so many of those plot reveals right. add to the overarching thing, whereas this doesn't add to anything. It doesn't matter what happens in this movie. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. Um, let's see. Green Lantern was released June 17th, 2011. It has a running time of 114 minutes. It cost $200 million, and it took in $219 million. Oh, my God. So they, uh, it didn't really do great. No. Um. Yeah, uh, that's, I mean, it's a famous flop. Um, watch it. So this was my first time watching it. Honestly, it wasn't as flat out terrible as I thought it might be. It was just mm-hmm. like the tropiest, most boring, run of the mill, by the numbers bullshit movie I've ever seen. Yeah, the third act was terrible. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. It was not good, but I was. No, no, I know. But like I I was having fun for for a bit. Yeah. Good 45 minutes of like relatively solid movie. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked seeing the core and the different aliens and the training. Yeah. Oh, but it did. Immediately as there were stakes. Oh, you did. I, I mean, comparatively. Oh, compared to the third act, sure, it was great. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I did. I thought from moment one it was pretty terrible, personally. Oh yeah, I did have to watch it in bite-sized portions. Yeah. I'm, so I, I personally feel what Al is presenting us with currently is far more compelling. Should have CGI'd all those cat butts out of this movie, right? I want the I want the butt. <laughs> I'm waiting into- for the butthole cut of Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> I have some questions about those. Dudes, but we'll get to that at the end. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I can't believe we didn't bring this up last week. I meant to talk about this off air, but I'll do it on air because why shouldn't I? Um, one, one, one thing that Jude pointed out about um, X-Men First Class, which I totally didn't even realize. Um, he, We were talking about this after we recorded the uh, episode last week. Um, so uh, Mystique and her clothing. Um, I can't believe or lack thereof. Well, I can't believe any of us brought up the fact, didn't bring up the fact that she constantly, you know, she changes and her as she changes, she's wearing different clothes, which is fine. Except repeatedly throughout this film in particular, never in the previous ones in which she appeared, but in this film in particular, she'll take clothes on and off and then Mm -hmm. change them. (laughs) So, yeah, is this are those part of her? Or does the clothing get in sucked inside her skin? Or what is the deal with it? That is I, interesting. I felt I, I didn't bring it up because I thought we had talked about it with her in an earlier X-Men. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's always perplexed me. It, it, second, no, first only to um, the height and weight. Oh, but yeah. That can be that can be excused. But you're right. Is the is it? cloth texture or is it her yeah Yeah, at one point in the first movie she gets her wolverine claws cut off by wolverine 
And does she lose like a pinky finger or does she lose like some hair or like a nail? She doesn't have any of those things necessarily. Yeah. She regenerates quite quickly. She does. But yeah. Um, and well, yeah, yeah, it's a great point. And like she put on the suit, the suit like at the end of the movie, she put on the same yellow and blue suit that everyone else did. And then she changed into she morphed uh, into, uh, she morphed yeah, into the, Kevin Bacon. And uh-huh. then, you know, the suit's just gone. Clothes and all. Yeah. The suit's yeah. just gone. Where'd the suit go? That wasn't put part that of her. Suit on, or and then morphs back and she's still got her suit on. Still has her suit, suit on. on. But then, yeah. then at the end, she yeah. just morphs into being naked. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. They're all like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about it. Anyways, Green Lantern. <laughs> it didn't make a ton of money. Um, and that means, guys, it's time for us to uh, consider watching or playing the box office top 10 game. This Woo. is uh, the game where we... Behind the game. The game within the game. What is game? <laughs> Who got game? This is... Um, the- is this the situation as many are going to be going forward where it's number one or do we get to guess? Cause I feel like I, I mean, a- I, if you guys, let's, let's be fair. Pretty much anything that's going to be like a uh, tentpole movie is going to be number yeah. one. So we can just skip that part. If you guys. Okay. Are yeah. <laughs> or if you okay, all want to, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be that way from here on out for, for most of these, for a lot of them, not all. Um, but, uh, so yeah, it, it was definitely number one. Um, but, uh, so what we'll do, uh, is we will count down the top 10 movies of the week of June 17th, 2011. I will describe them using the, uh, box office mojo descriptions tweaked as needed to avoid, uh, giving away the, uh, movies and the guys here are going to try to guess what movie it is I'm describing. You ready, fellas? Yes. Yep. All right. Yeah. Here we go at number ten uh, for this week. A third grader sets out to have the most thrilling summer of her life. <laughs> That's the whole description. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Out of uh, all, of, like what ten summers? She said. <laughs> yeah, third grader, so eight. She's had yeah, eight, eight summers. summers. <laughs> and the first four, she definitely yeah. doesn't remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, low bar. Dora the Explorer. Uh, no. I do believe this is based off a book. Beverly Cleary book, right? Possibly. Isn't there some alliteration? Like, um... Oh, what's her name? There's not... It's not... Okay. It's like I, a pun name. There, there's no, like... Yeah. Well, yeah. So there's some rhyming going on in this. Not, no alliteration. Um, oh. But... Uh, <laughs> Judy Moody. And the, like, shitty-ass Terrible Summer. No, no, opposite. <laughs> and the awesome, the best summer ever. Close, you're so close. I'm going to give you half a point, Josh. <laughs> Judy Moody and the Not Bummer Summer. Oh, that's not really clear, but I'm sure it's a book. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah, definitely a book. Um. Wow, good for you for pulling the Judy Moody out there. I, I would not have gotten that. Um... All right. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I always give props to Judy Moody fans. You kept thinking like Prancy Nancy. I yeah. don't know. All you, all you, all you, mo- <laughs> all you Moody heads out there. 
team. <laughs> Moody's. Uh, number nine, while on a trip to Paris with his fiance's family, a nostalgic screenwriter finds himself mysteriously going back to the 1920s every day at midnight where it's okay to marry your stepdaughter. This survived for a long time uh, in the theaters. This is Midnight in Paris again, right? It was a straight up hit as far as like yeah. Woody Allen movies go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ugh. So, yeah, that's number nine coming in at number eight. <laughs> Jack and Barbosa go on a crazy journey for the Fountain of Youth. <laughs> and his um, daughter's there, too. Yeah. <laughs> Does the beard match the drinks? Does the black beard match? <laughs> that was our joke, I think, Brent. Yeah. Uh, on Stranger Tides? Is yeah, that was yeah it was on Stranger Tides. Uh, uh, Doesn't that sound like a scope opera title? <laughs> on Stranger Tides. Pirate soap opera. Pirate. Pirate soap opera. Fantastic. Why didn't <laughs> we do that. it before soap operas died? He'll never love you like I do, Alexis. <laughs> Arr, are you killing him for the life insurance? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of plank walking. Yeah. Lots. Uh, the real pirates of Orange County. That's where the episode ends every week. On the, the plank. plank walk. Every, walk the plank. Next week. week on Pirates of Orange County. <laughs> pirates of Orange County. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, coming in at number six. Uh, Poe and his friends fight a peacock. Been on Kung here. Fu Panda 2. 2. Number 2. Uh, you get on a Stranger Peacocks. <laughs> the, the Peacock. <laughs> the Pirates of Peacock on, County. On Stranger Peacocks. <laughs> all right. All right. Number number 5. Oh my god. All of these we've done before. Um 2 years after their first bachelor party in Las Vegas, everybody goes to Thailand. Hangover 2. Yeah. Yeah, it's just this summer, man. 2011 is just the same movies all summer long. Um, How many sequels have we had thus far? Oh, my God. These are mostly sequels. Three so far, at least. Um, Judy Moody was a sequel, too, right? To my uh, great spring. (laughs) The not bummer summer. The the bling spring. (laughs) The mediocre spring. Um, Well, don't be afraid in the future to, you know... Just tell us the top, you know, 20 down or what have you. Um, you know what? Uh, yeah. No? Be no, afraid. Be afraid. It's long enough. <laughs> I was going to say, I, right, could, I, I, I yeah, this this game would be 30, 35 to 40 minutes long then, but um, uh, all right. Sorry, Judy, Judy Moody and the Fat Bottom Autumn. Yo, <laughs> yeah. Apple. Uh, coming in at number four this week. Charles and Eric's excellent adventure. <laughs> X-Men for vacation. Mm. Yeah, X-Men's first class. Opening this week at number three. The life of a businessman begins to change after he inherits six penguins. <laughs> Mr. Popper's <laughs> billionaire. Mr. Mr. Oh, 
Mr. Popper's Penguins. This is, oh, is it Mr. Popper's Penguins? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was that uh, Adam Sandler movie, Mr. Deets. Oh, no, no, it's, it's Jim Carrey. Mr. Popper's Penguins. Uh, number two. During the summer of 1979, a group of friends witness a train crash and investigate subsequent unexplained events in their small town. Hmm. Stand by me, too. (laughs) Um, Keep standing. Yeah. This is uh, the movie which uh, Stranger Things pretty blatantly ripped off for a uh, concept. Um, It's part of the Cloverfield universe, right? Is it? Uh, Technically, it might be, yeah. Hmm. Um, It's a... It was a... Let's see. It was... Written and directed by a guy who was pretty heavily uh, involved in Star Wars. JJ. Mm-hmm. JJ, uh, yep. It's a JJ flick. One of his few writer director credits Super 8. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, well, 79, not the 80s, but yeah. You know, it, it like super like Spielberg early 80s kids having this sci-fi adventure rip-off kind of thing. But it was good. I liked Super 8. Yeah, it was right. Um, and number one, reckless mm-hmm. test pilot Hal Jordan is granted an alien ring that bestows him with otherworldly powers that inducts him into an intergalactic police force, the Green Lantern Corps. Um, reckless is one way to describe him. <laughs> um, total really? douchebag's another way. He seems kind of by the book. He was not the maverick they tried to make him out to be. Well, he slept in. So, you know. (laughs) That's true. Uh, (laughs) McTaggart! That's our box office top 10 this week. That brings us to the comic book and character background. Al Lanternus. All right. Yeah, this... uh... This felt like an X-Men movie. Because <laughs> of the Character-wise. number of characters? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the first Green Lantern was from the Golden Age of Comics, debuting in All-American Comics, number 16, July of 1940, created by Martin Nodell, published by All-American Publications, one of three companies that would later merge to form DC Comics. The OG Lantern was named Alan Scott, He was a railroad engineer who, after a railway crash, came into possession of a magic lantern with which he crafted a magic ring, granting him a variety of powers. Oh, he Um, made the ring himself. uh, According to what I read, yeah. Hmm. Um, He he wore his outfit was like uh, spandex with green uh, pants, a green cape, and a red top. Ooh, Christmassy. Very, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've seen it, right? I've seen it. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> um, yes, we've all we've probably all seen it. Uh, he has this Alan Scott character has resurged. He's come back uh, from time to time. Uh, he was a popular character in the 40s. Um, this Green Lantern was featured in anthology books and his own eponymous title. He also appeared as a member of the Justice Society of America. 
fighting mostly human criminals, mostly in New York. Uh, Green Lantern also fought some paranormal villains such as the immortal Vandal Savage and the zombie Hulk Solomon Grundy. Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, was born of the Silver Age of comics, first appearing in Showcase number 22, October of 1959, created by writer John Broom and artist Gil Kane, incorporating ideas from editor Julius Schwartz. Green Lantern was reinvented as a science fiction hero, as opposed to the more mystical uh, of the first one. Uh, Hal Jordan was a test pilot for Ferris Aircraft and former combat pilots. Jordan was given his ring and battery lantern uh, by dying alien Abin Sur. Uh, the ring chose him as Abin Sur was dying. And Hal Jordan was commissioned into the Green Lantern Corps, an interstellar law enforcement agency overseen by the Guardians of the Universe. Hashtag Green Lives Matter. The character was a success and after a three-issue run on Showcase, received his own title. Green Arrow number one was published July-August 1960. Jordan shared many of the same powers as his predecessor, which we didn't go over, so we'll go over now. Uh, the Power Ring harnesses the power of will, granting Jordan flight, a force field, generation of hard light constructs, and real-time translation of all languages. A lantern's abilities are only limited by one's imagination and willpower. <laughs> Which, um, yeah, we'll get there, but the, yeah. <laughs> the imagination is not something Hal Jordan seems to have a lot of. Yeah, indeed. I'm surprised he um, didn't get, like, boobs. <laughs> um, we'll get there. <laughs> In... Uh, <laughs> Um, Hal Jordan was a founding member of the Justice League of America in May of 1960, before the, re the release of his own book. In the 90s, Jordan would appear as a villain after the destruction of his hometown coast city by supervillain Mongol. Jordan went a little nuts, uh, destroyed most of the Guardians and many of the Lantern Corps, absorbed the powers of the Central Power Battery, and adopted the name Parallax. Oh, okay. So Hal Jordan Ooh. became Parallax. Yeah, and uh, we'll get there later, too. More on that. <laughs> More on that at six. For now, traffic and weather. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was said by uh, Gil Kane that Jordan's appearance was modeled after his one-time neighbor, Paul Newman. <laughs> I modeled it after the guy next door. Why does everyone recognize him? <laughs> that seems like a. I live next door to a celebrity flex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carol Ferris. She first appeared alongside Hal Jordan in showcase number 22. She was the vice president of Ferris Aircraft, um, daughter of the president. She hired Hal Jordan and quickly found herself attracted to the fearless test pilot. Look Their romance. Who wasn't? Yeah. Their romance would become complicated when she took over the company from her father. And in Green Lantern, Volume 2, Number 16, October of 62, she was chosen by the extraterrestrial Xamarons to be crowned Star Sapphire. Ah, uh, and second runner up, as always, for myself. Uh, having an estranged relationship with the Guardians. Um, 
the, the Zamorons, <laughs> that is. Uh, Star Sapphire was sent to defeat Green Lantern, armed with a crystal that grants her powers similar to that of a lantern. Oh, that's handy. It was revealed in 2007 that the Star Sapphires were a core of their own, not clearly defined as heroes or villains, whose weapon crystals are fueled by the violet power of love. So kind of like normal cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The violet uh, power of love. But it's they missed the N in there. The violent power of love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. The violet is princes. <clears throat> um also um, I, also also powered by um the power of love was of course the Huey Lewis core. Huey Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> um I didn't mention that the uh, Star so they, were Sapphires, the, they were the sorry, they were known as the News Corps. <laughs> I didn't mention that the Star Sapphires were all female uh which well, of made my <laughs> which made their my core of their own joke not land as well. <laughs> Um, Hector Hammond originally appeared in Green Lantern Volume 2, Number 5, created by Broom and Kane. Hammond is a petty criminal on the run when he discovers fragments of a strange meteor. Observing that the meteor has caused nearby plants to evolve rapidly, Hammond kidnaps four scientists and exposes them to the radiation. The radiation evolves their intellects, but snaps their wills, allowing Hammond to force them to build amazing new inventions for his profit until stopped by Green Lantern. In September of 62, Hammond wait, escapes... Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So, like Steve Jobs, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and kids in China. Yeah. Uh, September of 62, Hammond escapes prison and exposes himself to the meteor which causes his brain to grow to enormous size. He is granted psionic powers of telepathy, mind control, and telekinesis, as well as immortality, but his body is immobilized, and he loses the ability to speak. Um, it was noted that Hector Hammond never adopted an alias, like most supervillains. He just, um, unlike most supervillains, he just went by his own name. He could just uh, never think was, of a good one. He was like, the yeah, hamster. Totally. The hamster, he's, no brain. Double he's, H. He's got that giant brain, but no, no creativity. It's like Brainiac was taken. Damn it! <laughs> um, lobe. It was retconned that the meteor, the the meteor fragments that he found were uh, from the same meteor that uh, landed in Africa and caused the evolution of Gorilla Grodd and the rest of the gorillas in Gorilla City. Huh. <laughs> 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 Fall Sinestro, another Broom and Kane creation, debuted in Green Lantern Volume 2, Number 7. Sinestro was an anthropologist and archaeologist on his home planet of Korugar. He was given a power ring by an injured Green Lantern, a uh, similar story to Hal Jordan, um, given this ring so he could defend himself from the Lantern's pursuer. After defeating the attacker... Sinestro was asked to give the ring back so the lantern could stay alive and get help. But Sinestro refused and allowed him to die, thus taking over his post in that sector. Invoking the little-known finder's keepers rule. <laughs> right. Yep. When sure Hal Jordan... Riddled him. <laughs> Riddle me this. Yeah, three questions, man. That's all it takes. 
When Hal Jordan joined the Corps, Sinestro was assigned to be his instructor. Jordan discovered that Sinestro is using his power to rule over his home planet with a green fist. <laughs> green fist. When Sinestro's dictatorship is exposed, he is banished to the antimatter universe for his misuse of power. Of he ends up on, on planet Quard, the negative counterpart to the guardian homeworld Oa. The resident weaponers of Quard, who bore fierce hatred of the Guardians and Green Lanterns, built Sinestro a yellow power ring with which to exact revenge on the Lanterns and Guardians. Do, do the Guardian, uh, do the Green Lantern Corps just not believe in like carceral punishment? Like they don't have jails; they just like put people places, and they're like, "Well, that's it." Yeah, we're just done. we're just banishing. Good it's point. all about banishing. Yeah, like Kryptonians do the same thing. Like the DC universe never heard of a jail cell and like a guard. Yeah, there's or like a, just a guard. Period. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or no, like an no. alarm system. We're I don't know. We're going to put you on a distant planet, unattended, and hope that yeah. no astronauts happen to accidentally fall through the crust of the planet into your cell. Yeah, well, we're going to put you three on this LP record and spin it out into space. And in some cases, we'll make you immortal. Yeah. Um, uh, Sinestro, he would become one of the greatest nemeses of the Lantern Corps, eventually creating his own Sinestro Corps, the ultimate goal of which is order through fear. Uh, some more characters from the comics. Amanda Waller will save in-depth discussion of her for Suicide Squad. Um, Abin Sur, as we said, he's uh, from Sector 2814. He's the Dying Lantern whose ring war, uh, ring chose Hal Jordan. His visage was modeled after Yul Brenner. Hmm. Tomar Ray, the Lantern of Sector 2813, native of the planet Zudar. He had the, he had the beaky face, the pointy ears, and the head fin. Um, the chicken fish. Yeah. The chicken fish, yeah. First appeared in Green Lantern number six, May of 1991. Um, in the animated movie, uh, Green Lantern, First Light, I uh, uh, watched this over the course of this week, uh, came out in 2009. He was voiced by John Larroquette. Oh, wow. Hmm. Gotta drop in a yeah. Night Court reference when you can. Um, by the way, that's getting rebooted with John Larroquette in it. Oh, like, like Roseanne style, like... Uh, you know, next Night Court, the next generation. Oh, I see. Night yeah. Court, not yeah. first flight. No, no, no. No, Night Court. John Larroquette. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Kilowog. He first appeared in Green Lantern Corps number 201, June of 1986. A relative latecomer. He was created by Steve Englehart and Joe Statton. On his home planet of Bolivax Vic in Sector 674, Kilowog was a gifted genetic scientist. In the Green Lantern Corps, Kilowog would become renowned as the primary trainer of new recruits. You know what, what I always find amazing throughout um, all these comic <clears throat> book uh, uh, movies is how many scientists are really good at fighting. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> I'm sure Dr. <laughs> Fauci would be more than willing to like throw down <laughs> with anybody. Who's attacking Earth? <laughs> Fauci should get a ring. Mm. Like a uh, Super Bowl ring? Or? Uh, any. any. Oh, God. Send him rings. Uh, but like, uh, you know, like Beyonce gets a ring. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, Thomas Kelmaku, introduced in Green Lantern Volume 2, Number 2, October of 1960, another Broom Kane creation. A young Inuit mechanic at Ferris Aircraft and friend to Hal Jordan. Huh. He was one of... He was one of the few people to know Jordan's secret identity, keeping a journal of the Lantern's adventures, which he later published as a biography of Jordan. Well, as, so he was ahead. he was Inuit in the comics. Yes. So, well, Kalmaku. It still sounds like a Pacific Islander name. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, no, at, at it's least the sixties. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying. At least he wasn't just another white character. At least, at least they cast someone who's who's. Indigenous <laughs> yeah, from somewhere, of some yeah. sort. I guess that's a step. Yeah. Uh, as a non-costumed sidekick, Kel Maku would often aid Jordan and or require saving. Kel Maku would eventually become a business executive at Ferris Aircraft. Um, and finally, let's talk more about Parallax. <laughs> let's. Uh. Originally devised as the supervillain identity of former Lantern Hal Jordan by Ron Mars and Daryl Banks in Green Lantern, Volume 3, Number 48, January of 1994. Parallax Jordan terrorized the DC Universe for the next decade, but eventually sacrificed himself to reignite Earth's sun after it was nearly completely eaten. <laughs> Through Hal Jordan... Yeah, I... I, I it was late um, by something. Humanity's own greed and <laughs> hunger. <laughs> Hubris. I was going to say me after taking some Ambien. Through Hal Jordan's redemption and rebirth, it was revealed that Parallax was actually a parasitic entity from the dawn of time, born from the yellow of the emotional spectrum. Parallax was the sentient embodiment of fear, Traveling from world to world, causing entire civilizations to destroy themselves out of paranoia. Ah, uh, so the cocaine of yeah <laughs> of sentient parasitic beings from the dawn of time. There's a little bit of yellow in that cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty sure I'm awesome at fighting now. <laughs> don't sniff the yellow coke. <laughs> yeah. Um, Al, can we briefly run through the uh, all the different colored rings? Uh, I wrote this down just in case. Yeah, um, the emotional spectrum. <clears throat> uh, okay, we've got red for rage. Orange is avarice or greed. Yellow is fear. Green, will. Um, blue is hope. Indigo is compassion. Violet is love, and then black is death, and white is life. Those aren't all emotions. That's an interesting name for that. Spectrum. Yeah, yeah, they are not all emotions, are they? Yeah, mm. is yeah. Will I wouldn't say is an emotion. No, yeah, no. and it's not represented by green like envy is. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, yeah. Well, now exactly. envy is orange, which in this thing, yeah. he's green with envy. They're like, we went with Will and we're sticking to it. Yep. <laughs> like, with our iron will. Listen, green ink was cheap in the early 60s. So <laughs> that's how we're, that's what yeah, we're rolling seriously. with. That's right. The four color printing palette. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you much, 
Mr. Weber, for that trip down comic book lane. Uh, that brings us to the movie itself. <clears throat> Green Lantern. Okay, so um, they didn't actually start ever trying to make a major motion picture Green Lantern until the mid-90s. Um, unlike a lot of superhero uh, comic books, um, this one, I think they always just thought it would be way too special effects-y. Um, but of course, then <laughs> CGI was invented and they're like, let's go for it. Um, so the it was originally uh, Warner Brothers approached Kevin Smith <laughs> to write it. <sighs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and he did. He wrote a script. Um but, uh, or well, he wrote a treatment. Uh, they didn't like it. Uh, they then approached Quentin Tarantino to write and direct it. This was wow. late 90s around the Kill Bill era. Um, yeah. Tarant- how much cursing can I fit in this comic book movie? Yeah. Tarantino was like, can Sam Jet, how many N words can we drop before we lose our uh, PG 13? Um, how many green words? <laughs> green words. Oh, uh, God. Uh, Robert Smigel wrote a script. It was going to star Jack Black. Uh, I love uh, Robert Smigel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would have been interesting. Uh, that was mid-2000s. Um, Warner Brothers uh, decided, after a poor fan reaction from the internet, i.e. ain't it cool news, uh, they decided not to go with the uh, comedy route. Um. Instead, they went the comedy route. Yes. Six <laughs> years later, they did. Yeah. <laughs> then um, we need we we start needing we're going to start needing a uh, a, uh, a sound effect for this one. David S. Goyer was offered the chance to write and direct it. Uh um, Just a fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> There's the David S. Goyer mouth harp. <laughs> uh, he ain't getting a genius intellect. No. No. No, no he's not. Uh, um, yeah. So they they said they offered him that, but he said he'd rather do Flash. So they gave him the Flash movie, which never got made. Um, <laughs> These ridiculous meetings. I know. Will you do Green Lantern? No, no. I, Flash. I, I'd rather do Flash. Uh, okay. You don't really like, get to choose. Okay. And I'm sure uh, he made yeah. a few hundred thousand bucks just from saying, I want to do Flash. And then writing yeah. a page of a Flash movie and then be like, no, nah, we're not going to make it. Um, yeah. Fucking Hollywood. Fuck you guys. Um <laughs> Pay us to yeah, turn well, down your fucking shitty idea. Right. <laughs> I know he does pay for play because he he's done so many treatments and first drafts and shit and then ends up not really being the person who wrote it. Yeah. But I'm he, sure he's just great at contracts. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. So um let's see. Then uh Corey Reynolds, um, who is uh probably Best known, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's probably best known um, for uh, the closer. That it's a TNT crime show. Uh, he did a lot of theater, but uh, he was uh, he tried to pitch the John Stewart version of um, Green Lantern. 
Cool. Which is the African American version. Um, yeah. They uh, they originally said yes, but then <laughs> when Ryan Reynolds um, said, "Hey, WB, I'd like to do a Green Lantern movie," they said, "No, <laughs> do you, Corey Reynolds? We're going to go with the white guy." Yeah. Um, so uh, basically, what happened is um, Ryan Reynolds got signed, and then they hired a couple guys to to work on some drafts of the treatments they had and hired on uh, someone to direct. Um, that director was Martin Campbell, who, uh, let's see, um, he did uh, The Mask of Zorro, he, GoldenEye, Casino Royale. He's, he's not a bad action director. Um, yeah. I don't know what happened here. Um, and but, why does, I think Ryan Reynolds is a great Deadpool but it's yeah. almost yes. like Chris Evans. Like, why did he take any superhero movie that came down the pike? Like, yeah, he just did. He was like, I'm just going to work. It's a weird. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. The why is not that hard to, but yeah, it, it just sort of washes him out and you don't really see the character because it's well, just Van Wilder again and again and again. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and okay, Blade. I, Ryan Reynolds, much like Chris Evans, I feel like is someone who they're like, this dude is a very specific type he's very superhero-y we want right. him in a superhero role but they just couldn't find the right one for him for a while until yeah. they did the physique i think more than anything and they're like really? comedic timing the physique the just comedic yeah, the timing, timing and like the very classic like hollywood leading man like like profile and chins they have yeah 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 i get all that i don't know why he did though yeah yeah uh, let's see. We got a few screenwriting credits here. Um, <laughs> we got four screenwriting credits. Uh, Greg Berlanti got one. Um, he did a lot of TV work. Um, um, and, uh, he's currently working in the Arrowverse. Um, but he got a start on Dawson's Creek. Uh, he would, he's done some work on Sabrina, uh, Riverdale. So, um, Let's see. Michael Green. Uh, he was a writer on Logan, Alien Covenant, Blade Runner 2049. Um, he works with James Mangold a lot. Um, then Mark Guggenheim. Uh, ooh. He wrote Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters. And he's been a writer on Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Michael Goldenberg. He wrote Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Um, let's see. He did the 2003 Peter Pan movie. He uh, had a co-writing credit on Contact. This was the last Ooh. film that he has a writing credit on. So, <laughs> so at least one person's career was ended by Green Lantern. He's never been seen in public since. Yeah. It's like someone's got to take the fall for this one. And it's going to be you, Michael Goldenberg. Uh, an unknown screenwriter was killed execution style today <laughs> because, because the Green Lantern movie only made 19 million dollars over its production cost <laughs> like, what's his name uh, Michael Goldenberg he sleeps with the fishes yeah. Goldenberg the, the chicken fishes um, Goldenbergers Goldenbergers 
Uh, we got Ryan Reynolds starring as Hal Jordan. We have spoken about him a couple times previously. Blake Lively as Carol Ferris. Uh, Blake Lively. Um, Mrs. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I, I was curious if this is where they met, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, it is. Fair enough to look yeah, up. I believe it was. Um, she got her start um, in the 90s on kid, um, like a few, like, like third, like fourth build kid things. Um, sister of the traveling pants she was in. Um, <laughs> she was. Well, another piece of trivia is. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Theron. No, no, no. Go ahead, Josh. Um, her sister is also an actor. Her name is Robin Lively. She's a redhead who did a lot of stuff in the 80s and 90s. You might remember she was in Twin Peaks and she won the little like pageant. And, and the old dude, the mayor or whatever, was just like, yeah, yeah. I've, but if you I've, look her up, you'll totally recognize her. Huh. That is interesting. I didn't realize that. Um, it, uh, you know, what I just found out is that, um, um, oh, what's his face? The uh, uh, you got a friend of me, dude. Um, oh, Randy Newman. Randy Newman. Do you guys know about the Newman family? I guess not. So, uh, yeah, I like so, him. Um, Randy Newman um, has several cousins um, and his dad um, who are all um, Oscar and Emmy winning composers that have been working from the 50s and on. And Randy, oh, wow. Randy Newman's grandfather um, was uh, was a cl- uh, classic era uh, Hollywood composer. He composed the 20th Century Fanfare. Wow. wow. Yeah. Like, mm. like, yeah, full on just a family of composers throughout the last hundred years working in Hollywood. That's awesome. He's yeah. a talented songwriter. He is, yeah. Absolutely. And he co-wrote The Three Amigos. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, yeah, Blake Lively. Of course, she's best known um, from Gossip Girl. Um. She, uh, let's see. Oh, um, I forgot to run through this. So, a uh, few people that were up for the role of Green Lantern throughout the years, um, the uh, lead, uh, Chris Pine briefly was, um, Sam Worthington, Bradley Cooper, Jared Leto, Justin Timberlake, um, Brian Austin. Act. Yeah, Timberlake's not bad. Um, Brian Austin Green <laughs> campaigned uh-huh. for the role, <laughs> apparently vigorously. <laughs> but did not get it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so is that Brian Austin green? Yeah. I don't know who that is. Oh, you're too young. Oh. Brian. Um, he was, he in was Ni- David in Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. 90210. Yeah. Now, now the most famous thing he's in is Megan Fox. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He's Megan Fox's uh, husband. Well, I, I looked him up on IMDb and there's this terrifying picture of him. I assume uh, you can't see it, but he is dressed like a flower of some sort. <laughs> huh. yeah. I, oh, on the I don't know. Yeah, I guess he was singer. he was a tulip in the Masked Singer. <laughs> um, Peter Sars. Anyways. yeah, Peter Sarsgaard is Hector Hammond. Um, he uh, he's one of those guys that was like working for years and no- nobody ever really like like noticed him or anything. Uh, his his first film role was Dead Man Walking. It's in the Man in the Iron Mask, Boys Don't Cry, The Cell. That movie was crazy. Um, yeah, it was. 
Oh God! Uh, okay, well, this hang was on. Before the this was before the full on Sarsgard invasion. Brian that- Austin Green. Sorry, guys, I went too <laughs> deep on this. He has <laughs> made movies called or a movie called Cross Wars. And I think there's more than one of them with Vinnie Jones and Danny Trejo and Tom Sizemore, Whoa, where he right. is a man wearing a green glowing ring around his neck as like a necklace like Frodo does. But there are photos of him wielding green powers. <laughs> so he got his wish in a bootleg version of the green yeah. lantern. Yes, wow. he had some creative control. That has to go on the list, throw. That has to go on our list. I'll <laughs> I mean it'll oh be on our God. secondary list unless it was released in theaters. Came out in 2017. I yeah, I'll save it for later to to be sure. Totally. Brian Austin Green um <laughs> shot a movie that was uh in Aravaca, which is the small town I'm from. Huh. In oh, the, what movie was that? I can't remember what it was called. It was it was um there were so many made. It was it there was there were a few things made down. It was there. around 91, 92 he shot it. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, I can't remember. I I'd have to look it up. Um so yeah, uh yeah, Sarsgaard as Hector. Uh, he's a Sarsgaard? Peter Sarsgaard. Yeah. He's one of the... Wow. He must be he, the shortest one. You're using confusing date. Uh, Sarsgaard with Skarsgaard. Yeah. Oh, so he's of no relation. Yeah. N- yeah. He's not a Skarsgaard. Oh. He's a Sarsgaard. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah. I had been operating under the... Yeah, Bill and Stellan. Yeah. He's where Sars came from. He's what's protecting us. Get him. Yeah, he, continued exposure to SARS. Yes. Uh, um, well, I mean, he's, he's got guard to guard. Especially in this film, he's got the same kind of creepy ass look. So, um, uh, yeah. let's see. Mark Strong as Sinestro. Uh, Mark Strong, um, henchman extraordinaire, British yeah. villain extraordinaire. Yeah, exactly. He was in Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Rock and Rolla, Zero Dark Thirty, Kingsman, the Kingsman uh, uh, series. Um, he plays Dr. Thaddeus Savannah in Shazam. So we'll see him again. Um, yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, oh, he was recently in Cruella. That was his last thing, I think. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's he, a very utilitarian actor. Yeah. When you need that. That's that's the guy. Yeah, the Sinestro role is actually like a little bit outside of his um, usual oeuvre because um, he's usually, like you said, henchman kind of guy, not lead yeah. lead villain, which is what clearly they were leading up to um, for the many Green Lantern sequels, which will undoubtedly be made. There's still time. <laughs> yeah. They are they talking sequel or are they talking reboots? Oh, I don't think Ryan Reynolds would touch this with a 10-foot yeah. pole unless yeah. it's yeah. a, a gun. Green Lantern. Green Lantern, the rise of Taj. <laughs> uh, um, Angela Bassett plays Amanda Walker. Um, Angela Only ba- because Alfre Woodard's phone was off. Yeah. Uh, Waller. Or Waller, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, she got one of her first roles as Boys in the Hood, which is one of the best movies ever made, I think. Um, she played Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? That was, oh, yeah, that was did. an amazing role. She oh did so good. In she's that. a fa- 
She's a phenomenal actor. Yeah, Angela. She's Angela. It Bassett. was hard to see her slammed into the plexiglass. Yeah, she was. She was Stella. She got her groove back. Um, you yeah, know, she, she was uh, um, waiting to exhale. You know, freaking. Oh, uh, we'll see her again. Is uh, in Black Panther and Avengers Endgame. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. Rounding out this cast here, we've got a big cast in this. Tim Robbins played Robert <laughs> Hammond. Tim Robbins, yeah. Um, I'd say at this point, his probably best, his most enduring role is probably Andy Dufresne. Oh yeah. Uh, um, from Shawshank. Um, but of course, you know, player Hudsucker Proxy. Oh God, Bull Durham, Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. The late eighties yeah. and early nineties were prime. Prime. Bull Durham is where he met Susan Sarandon. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Are they married? Well, yeah. Ooh, Don't yeah. forget Howard the Duck. That's oh, right. Yeah. I forgot we saw him previously. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot that. No. Oh my god. He's been a menacing character a lot, and I'm not saying he can't do it, but it is always a little like, all right, come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah it's like He's you're no way John too, Lithgow, you know. You're way too goofy right. to like really scare me. Uh, yeah, your smile is is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like this soft faced looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, high fidelity, Andy. But yeah, he's the weird hippie. Yeah, to take his girlfriend. Uh, uh, Tamura Morrison. Um, yeah. I so I had no idea his his uh, career was so long. Um, prior- he's the most famous person in New Zealand. Wow. Prior, like, prior. Well, I mean, Taika now, maybe. Well, now Taika, but I mean, honestly, still, Tamura Morrison is like a household name. Mm. He's been working since 1972. Um, that was his first film role. 1972, Rengi's Catch. Um, let's see. He started uh, in. He started being in American films in the early 90s. Once Were Warriors. He was in Barbed Wire. If you haven't seen Once Were Warriors, I will not shut up about how good that movie is. Everyone should watch it. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. Uh, it is. Um, he was in yeah. The Island of Dr. Moreau, uh, Speed 2, Six Days, Seven Nights, um, From Dust Till Dawn 3, <laughs> Vertical Limit. All of this is prior to being Django Fett. Yeah. What um, Becomes of the Brokenhearted is the sequel to yeah. Once Were Warriors. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, wow. It's hard to find in the States. It was like banned from import for a long time. Um. Hmm. Yeah, so but of course at this point most well known as as Fett. <laughs> yeah. Whether it be Jenga or Boba. He is so a Fett. satisfying to see him as Boba Fett. Yeah. I when this movie came out, um, I remember seeing this in the movie theater and I thought that he was uh Fraser, Fraser Crane the entire time. <laughs> oh, he looks like Fraser, doesn't he? <laughs> he looks like him in the pink makeup. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I'll take these tossed salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> Uh, if you're worthy. So <laughs> Jeffrey Rush is uh Tomar Ray. He did not show up on set. The uh the character is completely CGI. Um he uh J- this is hilarious. So Jeffrey Rush said, "When I got the offer for it, I said, "Haven't they already made that film?" And they said, "No, it's com- it's a completely computer generated character." I saw the artwork bec- and I said, "I'd love to be that guy cuz I've been an owl and I've been a pelican." But now I can be a half bird, half fish, half lizard. <laughs> yes, you can. Wow, well, delightful. Yeah. That's a great How old attitude. Is he 11? Yeah. 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 Je- yeah. Jeffrey Rush, man. Um, of course, you know, uh, 
Ooh, let's see. King's Speech, Shakespeare in Love. Shine was his big breakout. Um, Shiny McShine. Yeah. From Shine. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Shine. Uh, oh, let's see. We got uh, Michael Clark Duncan as oh, hang, the voice. Hang on. Jeffrey Rush in Mystery Men. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot. Yes. yes. Yeah, Casanova Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Great villain names. Okay. Yeah. For real. Um, so confusing. Yeah. Michael Clark Duncan played Kilowog, uh, best known as the magic black man from the Green Mile. Um, unfortunately. Not unfortunately. We have he made a lot of money. As... I'm sure he's happy with it. Yeah. Or, it's a fine or was. He passed away. Uh, um, he was the kingpin. Yeah. In Daredevil. Yeah. That's right. Great cast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, so, yeah. So we spoke about him before. Um, he passed away the year after this came out. Uh, wow. That it's been that long. 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, let's see. We got uh Taika Waititi. I can't believe this is our first Taika Waititi movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it still hurts my brain that he was in this movie. Yeah. Sans any Taika-isms whatsoever. Right. Well, okay. So he, prior to this, really his big, what he was known for was Boy prior to this. Yeah. It was his biggest uh, film, um, which uh, the director of this saw Boy, loved it, and just wanted to hire Taika Waititi. <laughs> like, do you, do you want to not direct a movie and star in it? <laughs> yeah. I can't, I don't know if he's been in anything besides like bit TV stuff that he hasn't directed really since then. Yeah, I don't. Nothing big, I don't think. Yeah. Well, maybe. did he do Eagle versus Shark? Well, that yeah, wasn't that big, was but, yeah, Eagle versus yeah. Shark was him, of course. Um, let's see. Uh, Clancy Brown was the voice of Parallax. Um, well, we oh. didn't mention what we do in the shadows. If you don't oh. know who Taika well, yeah. is, yeah, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Well, if I mean, know, yeah, I mean, at this point, Taika, you know, Jojo Rabbit, um, yeah, Ragnar okay. Thor Ragnarok, the director and writer of Thor Ragnarok, and the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder. He I'm, plays I'm Korg. Wearing my, I'm wearing my Taika shirt with all the Taika characters that he plays. Nice. <laughs> Leave me to do my dark bidding on the internet. <laughs> I'm bidding on a lamp I really want. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Clancy Brown um, played the voice of Parallax. He was uh, Kurgan in Highlander, uh, Captain Byron Hadley in Shawshank Redemption, uh, yeah. Sergeant Zim in Starship Troopers. Um he just recently but, played Stanley Thomas in Promising Young Woman, which was a great movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, yeah. um, I love him as Mr. Krabs. SpongeBob <laughs> SquarePants. Oh, Mr. Krabs. Wasn't he Truman's best friend, too? No, that's somebody else. Oh, I forget that guy's name. He was uh, also another character. Actor. He was in Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Clancy was as oh. one of those devil. Oh. He, he has like guys. a Ron... Ron Perlman type energy. Yeah, he's he a does. big guy with a gruff voice. Yeah, and yeah, because I mean, in Shawshank Redemption, he's fucking great as the asshole. Oh, yeah, sergeant or whatever. Yeah, he is captain. Um, rounding out the cast, we got John Tenney playing uh, Hal's dad, J.O. Sanders as Carl Ferris, and Mike Doyle as uh, Hal's older brother. John Denny, where do I recognize that man from? He was on TV in the nineties on something. John he? He was on Tenney, he was in uh, the Closer and Major Crimes. Oh, okay, so maybe the two thousands. Oh. Yeah. Um. Ooh, he was in Free Willy too. Oh, that's where I recognize him from. Actually, <laughs> I'd be like say that with all earnestness. <laughs> I would just be like, you know what, Willie? 
you got to stop getting yourself in these situations. Yeah, yeah, seriously, it's a big ocean, man. Uh, uh, yeah, well, we, Willie, me once. We, we can't afford another we, Michael Jackson song. <laughs> we saw him when we reviewed Tombstone. Oh, oh, we we did Tombstone, right? No, we didn't do no, Tombstone. I don't think we did. Tombstone. We, we didn't do Tombstone. No. Oh, it was it was nominated, wasn't it? It was nominated, yes. but it didn't win. Oh, yeah, yeah, I nominated. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, okay, so this movie has 26% on Rotten Tomatoes, 39% on Metacritic. Uh, I didn't have any funny reviews because there's nothing funny about this movie. It's a Golden Burgers abound, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, that about brings us to it, fellas. You ready to jump into the film? Let's get these pants off and fly some planes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I knew somebody was going to say that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here we go, guys. This is the Green Lantern. We open in space. There's a voiceover explaining the entire movie. Um, yeah. Do we know who did this voiceover? It was Jeffrey Rush. That oh, was Jeffrey Rush? Yeah. Okay. Who's Parallax? Was he anybody notable? The voice of yeah, he, oh, it Clancy was Brown. Clancy. Yeah. Oh, that was Clancy. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm. Um, Parallax sounds like a tummy medicine. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, it's that thing when you move your phone and you can see the background on your phone still moving around. It's yeah, like a exactly. diorama. Yeah. It's <laughs> the different levels of animation. Yeah. 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 Um, so, all right. Uh, green lanterns are space cops with magic rings. There's a big, big yellow fear monster called Parallax that's, uh, in, uh, imprisoned in, uh, green lantern planet place. He's a normal sized fear monster in the beginning. Yeah, I guess he isn't that big, is he? (laughs) Standard fear monster. You know, about yay, yay big. Uh, As much fear as well. One he's, man can come hold it within themselves. He's imprisoned on the lost planet of Riot. <laughs> yes, as we oh, all okay. are, metaphorically. <laughs> um, <laughs> so some astronauts crash there, alien astronauts. They crash there, and apparently the ground is super brittle because they just fall into his prison. Well, their heads-up displays and their high-tech helmets were not of much help because they did nothing but have, like, swooshes there was no like textual or graphic information it was just like swirlies yeah on screen yeah Yeah. that's the written language (laughs) i sure they're like we only speak color gradient (laughs) i'm feeling (laughs) the emotional spectrum (laughs) we only make i statements (laughs) who's in the thinking chair today all right um, so well, and they introduced the guardians, which are very important. And so, did they create everything or everything on Oa? I had... they definitely created Oa. I don't think they created everything. Well, they, that was vague in the voice. I, so I think that at some point, Mark Strong says, "Like they created everything that's important in the universe." <laughs> oh, which is important. oh, so which is vague. so so they're so they're they're white European males, is what they yeah, are. Right. All they're the gentr- guardians the gentr- of the planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guardian supremacy. Uh, okay, in our awesome long robes. Uh, yeah, very long, <laughs> very long, very long robes on those really tall chairs. 
Um, are they there all the time that's that was one of my questions what's the day in the life of a guardian do they ever (laughs) do you think think when they leave they wrap that thing around their head i wonder yeah you know because we saw them float around to leave but do they go this morning i made some toast right Like Supreme um, Court justices, I, or something. Yeah, it's like the life of a Supreme Court justice. Well, do you, yeah. do you think I you, went to the gym? Yeah, you get up, you get up into the chair, and then you're like, oh, I should have gone to the bathroom first. <laughs> it's so long. this meeting's gonna be wicked long, like eons. You just poop behind that cloak. Nobody will ever know. Yeah, the, the chairs are also toilets. <laughs> it just rolls down. It rolls down the train that is your uh, No, keep talking. Broken. I don't mind. I'll leave the door open. <laughs> I'm really comfortable with yeah, my yeah, own. We're all comfortable with each other. We all shit together. We've been doing this for five billion years. <laughs> <laughs> Parallax is like, I had a grip of fear. <laughs> I need a bathroom right now. <laughs> That's why he's evil. He couldn't stand the smell of That's that little right. ring. He has ulcerative colitis. I just wanted to poop behind a door for once in my fucking life, man. Yeah. <laughs> Bucket list. Check. <laughs> uh, all right. So we get a card. It's six months later. Uh, Abin Sir, the dude that. Uh, 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 six months. It's six months later. Ooh, based on are those what? six so Earth months, months? Or are those yeah. OA months? <laughs> exactly. Good question. Um, six months yeah, later. it's six months later. Um, and Abinser's flying along. He's the guy that put Parallax in prison to begin with, and Parallax is out for. And he's looking for revenge. He's like, I'm back from my six month vacation, yeah. and I'm ready to rumble. He's, yeah, um, he's like Mel Gibson in Payback. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> oh. just less racist. Yeah. <laughs> Is he less yeah. racist? I don't know. Um, so yeah, he accepts he everyone. In, and yeah, he kills period. indiscriminately. Yeah, got to give him that much. Unlike the gar- uh, the uh, Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. That's so right. Abinser's flying along. He's on his way to save some planet. Except we uh, find from Sinestro that the planet's already gone. It's too late. And then he's attacked uh, by Parallax. He jumps into an escape ship and then heads to the nearest planet, which happens to be Earth. So I have a question. I'm just going to ask it now. Why does a Green Lantern need a spaceship? So okay. So initially, mm. initially, wow. I, he was there to um, to uh, help uh, the people evacuate, evacuate people. the planet. So they needed a ship. So I get that. But why but I mean, he, couldn't he, he put him in like a green boat that he made with his imagination? Right. Probably. Instead of this one person, possibly two person. Yeah, but then, but then also why he needed an escape spaceship to go to Earth is unclear. Potentially to conserve energy from the ring because we know it needs to be recharged. We find out that it needs to be recharged. They don't carry their lantern. Yeah, I mean he had his lantern with him. I no, I know. He'd, he'd be like he'd like take it like it's his lunch pail and like just like fly yeah. there. Like, yeah, psh, while charging yeah. it, or be something. like, if I lose this, if I lose this, I'm screwed because Apple changed the charging port already. <laughs> <laughs> He's also injured, so the trip might have killed him. Mm. It's fair. Had yeah. he just been using the ring, he was prepared yeah, the, for all of these contingencies. I guess, right? Yeah, the energy thing makes sense. Yeah, yeah. so it does run out. Yeah, and and a rescue vessel. I guess that makes sense too. But again, he could build a green boat. He's all, he's all that dude. (laughs) Get in. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) 
<laughs> one at a time. Yeah. Yeah. That's how big the craft is. He's like, you're going like to sit on my lap and steer. It's like a Federation shuttle. It's like, yeah, yeah. don't you, you got to go before we get in this thing, man. There's nowhere to pee in here. Oh God. There's Federation shuttle. Yeah. shuttle. Yeah. It's a flying porta potty. Yeah. Uh, all right. So meanwhile on earth test pilot, Hal Jordan is late for work. <laughs> He's a d- big douchebag who endangers people while driving constantly. His line to the woman in bed, make yourself at home. There's water in the tap. It's yeah. amazing. That's yeah. <laughs> yep. That was that was yeah, that's a great yeah. Deadpool line. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah, sure. it is. I forgot to look around for empty Chinese takeout boxes. Oh god. Yeah, for sure. Um, did his fridge have just like a single beer and then some like moldy food? Mustard. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um yeah. He's a man's man. So all right. Um, <laughs> why yeah. Why is he yeah. so desperate to wrap this present before going to work? That was one of my unanswered questions. Yes. Why does he need to wrap it while he's driving? The party is like five hours later. Yeah. It's to show how reckless he is. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> he's a loose cannon O'Ban. <laughs> he's like, this is how I wrap all my presents. I get in the car and drive around. see Christmas. I, Maybe I have a method. Showing and not telling that he really loves his nephew and he prioritizes his nephew over his own life oh, or his, something. His, and the life of and the lives people. of other people. His nephew who who is there for one scene and then never seen or mentioned again. Enjoy your party, yeah. kid. And he sort <laughs> of untaps the will, like as if the ring had been watching him with his nephew, and they're like, you know what? This is an all right guy. Yeah, we were thinking of Brad in Nebraska, but you know, Hal seems yeah. fine. Yeah. One scene, and he's the one that sort of pushes him in the right direction. Yeah, and then is never seen again. We don't. We His don't nephew like. You should have been Michael Clark Duncan in that case. <laughs> well, but no, I mean, like, so okay, so you introduce this nephew who's the who like is like the heart of this character. Like it shows his his uh, his vulnerability, um, and then the then we never see the nephew again. Like we should have had at least a few shots of him when uh when parallax is like invading earth like maybe he has to save the nephew from parallax like there's all sorts of things like you don't right. introduce or a character the like that and then just at the end yeah yeah he could say goodbye to the kid and his brothers right why would he says to blake lively why introduce these yeah. characters and do nothing with them like geez. right and why not have him show his nephew that he's the green lantern yeah that would have been you know, that would have carol should, you know but like look you know Look what I well, can become, what you can become. You need and he will. Could sh- he could have shown him at the end, you know, like make a race car and put it on his little racetrack. Like, dude, you saved yeah. these people because I saw your stupid racetrack. Yeah. And I can't actually come up with anything in my on my own. <laughs> yeah. You are the, my creative outlet right here. Uh, so, all right. All right. So um, he arrives at the testing site. Him and Carol are... Uh, Ferris are testing unmanned fighters for Ferris uh, airplane maker guys uh, to see if the military wants to buy them. There's a big government contract on the line. Yeah. Uh, Then they'll need to save Ferris. Yeah. Yeah. The unmanned fighters are super tough to beat, but Hal manages to do it by cheating. He sacrifices uh, his wingman, Carol, and then uh, flies up really high, higher than they can go. He crashes. And um, his feet. Like yeah. the fuel compression stopped working on his airplane. Yeah. Yep. And the fuel compression stopped working on those airplanes. Yes. And uh, 
His nickname is Eyeball because he's got two. Highball. <laughs> it's oh, highball. Highball. Okay. Like also the, because he's got two. Yeah, two highballs. <laughs> well, one, he's one's high, <laughs> the other's gotcha. low. It means a tumbler um, of liquor. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Highball is like what, water and whiskey or? Uh, shit. I used I to know. So. But yeah, it's definitely a whiskey yeah. drink. So, all right. So he has a flashback about the day his dad, also as pilot, died seconds after giving a thumbs up. <laughs> Rocketeers. <laughs> yeah. Then, oh, I shouldn't have taken my thumb off of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that costs them the big government contract. Um, his boss and Carol, who's the boss's daughter, get pissed. Uh, her dad wants to fire him, but she just says, no, he's not fired. He's grounded. (laughs) Like she just overrules her dad. Who's the owner of the company. Um, He's grounded. No Xbox for a month. (laughs) And Taika is his man in the chair who really doesn't do anything. No. Besides like cheer him on. No, like, like as, as the tech guy, um, of, you know that he's playing that trope but um yeah he doesn't even have a tech guy thing to do yeah it would have been he's not controlling those it would it would have been interesting for him to because they i assume they're automated they're ai kind of planes you know Mm -hmm. but it would have been interesting for him to be like oh i see what he's doing let me see if i can make these planes last longer or something you know competing against him while cheering for him at the same time Well, but that but as as narratively throughout this entire film Taika Waititi has nothing to do. He comes yeah. and picks him up and then is just there to be like, you're cool. Yeah. Well, um, and Hal calls him a genius. You're the super genius. And it's like, is he though? Yeah. We don't see he has glasses and well, curly hair. And did anyone else think with the glasses and um, he looked a lot like Moss from um, uh, IT? Richard Iode? Yeah. Iode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's uh, honestly, it's yeah. like Richard Iode couldn't fill the role so yeah. taika was called you know oh taika's american accent threw me off too it's just so painful to not hear him speaking the way that he speaks because he's, he's always taika in everything yeah subtle variations of taika waititi yeah uh it was weird um so yeah. all right so we find out that um they had to lay off half the company thanks to hal jordan you fucking douchebag <laughs> like i'm sorry this dude sucks he's a terrible person well, the F-35 well, is not cheap, too. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, and did they own that? I mean. Yeah, because he's a test pilot. He's not a government employee. Yeah. Like, like no, they are bidding, and the government was there to watch this test. Yeah, situation. so that, that, that F-35 was not government property. That was, like, their personal. Ferris. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. The F-35. Yeah. F thirty five is eighty million dollars. Jesus. Woo. Yeah. That was an expensive day, Hal, you douchebag. But I won. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just hate this guy. I just hate him. I'm sorry. I hate this this version of this character. Um, all right. So meanwhile, Abinsur crashes on Earth and tells his ring to find someone, one person on the entire planet who's worthy and within a five-mile radius. Um, I don't think it was five miles, was it? It seemed like it was further than that. Well, uh, Taika Waititi Waititi was within driving distance, so, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, So Hal goes to his nephew's birthday party. 
But that doesn't matter because we'll never see his nephew again. Then on the way home, he gets hijacked by the ring and taken to Abinsur's crash site. I just want to say about this kid's room, there's like a half a dozen Rubik's Cubes in this kid's room. (laughs) I did not notice that. There are so (laughs) many Rubik's Cubes scattered throughout. I like paused and was like, what the fuck? are? What is that? Oh, that's another Rubik's Cube. Oh, that's like this kid doesn't have toys. He has Rubik's (laughs) Cubes and model planes. Well, I love how Hal also, Hal gives him a a plane and then is like, let's take down this shitty plane. Who gave you this, your dad? (laughs) Like, (sighs) He's like, this one belonged to your grandfather. And it's like made of crystal or some shit. I don't know. It's a weird, weird month. (laughs) Like why, why on his 11th birthday is this? The boy's coming of age as a pilot. Yeah. Well, and you know what's funny? So, okay, when he gets to the party, they're watching a news report about his crash. And um, so why? Why is the news reporting on this secret government, like, like purchase yeah, test? This demo? Yeah. I don't think the news was invited. Um. So, all right. Um. right. Let's see. Abinsur gives uh, Hal the ring. And uh, it's ch- the charger that comes with it. Uh, Hal calls his buddy Taika Waititi to come get him. They leave just as the secret government uh, black ops helicopters show up. Uh, Hal still drives like an asshole. Well, and he loses two helicopters in a Jeep? <laughs> yeah. On a road? Yes. Like It would appear also so. With the, uh, this, is, this shit always drives me nuts in movies because there have been a few instances where they do the right thing in this. If you are running from an aircraft in a vehicle, turn your goddamn lights off and don't use the brakes. Yeah. Because yeah. those <laughs> lights, you can see them from miles away. Mm-hmm. They're True. designed for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can kick up all the dust you want if you don't have running lights on. Yeah. Anyways, that shit drives me nuts. I think like James Bond and like V for Vendetta are the only movies that I can think of that did this where they're like, oh, turn the lights off. It's Mm. a dumb idea. Um, All right. So back at the Green Lantern headquarters, Sinestro, the head lantern guy, is trying to get permission from the Guardians to go fight Parallax. They're like, no. Yeah, he's the chief. That's a precinct. (laughs) (laughs) He's the chief. They're the commissioner Uh, or the mayor. Yeah, he gets. Yeah, there's a mayor for his uniform, has a physical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, as it gets results, you stupid chief. (laughs) Um, Exactly. Oh, my God. This is just a cop movie. All right. All right. So um, they're like, no, no. Parallax is too dangerous to fight. (laughs) Oh, oh, but if you take like five guys, five guys can go fight him. I think there were 12 of them. 12 guys. All right. Which is still out of how many did they say? 360 we, or 3,600 or 360,000 somewhere we in saw, between. <laughs> we saw that huge crowd. There were so many yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've got to make him fall in love with us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So the they say he's the greatest threat we've ever faced. So clearly just take a small group of people. <laughs> Go yeah. face him. And if you lose, then we just give up. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that is that lacks any tactics or strategy whatsoever. Yeah. Made no sense. It's just like, yeah, he'll get here eventually, and we'll fight him on the on our planet. Yeah, yeah. it'll be fine. But well, and whatever, and yeah. whatever you guys don't do, don't try punching him into a sun. That would be yeah. crazy. Yeah, don't use yeah. any uh, any powers besides the power of nets and love. <laughs> yes. We're just going to net him. We're not going to try to kill him. We're just going to net him. 
Um, so, all right. I uh, want to put him in a zoo. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. Um, <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, the secret government alien guys visit Dr. Hector Hammond, your friendly neighborhood Buffalo Bill impersonator. Um, yeah. That, wow. Like, he's the guy on... So so when when they're making a uh, a gruff the crime dog um video and they they're casting for the guy in the white van they're hiring yeah. Hector Hammond the per- mustache per- balding long curly hair yeah yeah it's a look yeah he's like <laughs> if Ron Jeremy was creepier um yeah. he he has like six computers and he is playing chess yeah and we find out later that he's just a high school teacher. So, uh, no, that was college, wasn't it? Was it yeah, college? I think so. That was college. They had backpacks. Nobody has a backpack in college, man. I don't well, know. Well, I, th- <laughs> he... I beg to differ. Also, all, I, I think it's supposed to be college, and but also because um, they call him professor. And, oh. And they're all clearly in their 20s. But um, also, Jude pointed out. high school isn't on film. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, also, Jude pointed out that the lesson he's giving them in that scene was something that Jude learned in seventh grade science. Yeah. It's not college or even high school level. Um, but okay. So I would like to point out. Um, all right. So Hal, so Hector, Hector, Hal and Carol all like go way back. It seems like they were in school together or something, right? They're, they grew up together. Right. Yeah. Okay. So Peter Sarsgaard was born in 1971. Um, uh, 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 then we've got Ryan Reynolds, who was born in 1976. So, I mean, okay, that's not too bad. Blake Lively was born in 1987. Jesus. She's a 22-year-old woman who went to school with this 44-year-old man. She aged very well, whereas he aged very poorly. Right. Is he supposed to be 22? Or is she supposed, supposed to be, to be 44? 44? I don't know. Or are they all supposed to be 30? Yeah. Split the difference. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody knows. I assume 30 because she's got a lifetime of experiment experience. Yeah, because this 22-year-old girl should not be a test pilot and VP of her father's company also. Yeah. Um. All right. So, um, yeah, they come, the alien, the black men in black come and get Dr. Hector Hammond. They uh, send him to do an alien autopsy. Um, they've got a Stargate there, it looks like. Um, he gets a... Yeah. That, which is that is, just the lighting for their lab? I don't know. It's never explained. It's gigantic, and it looks like a freaking Stargate. <laughs> um, yeah. So he gets a little bit of the yellow juice on him, in him. <laughs> you don't want the yellow juice in you. <laughs> yeah, you learn that. You. Around adolescence. Yeah. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. It's not the yellow juice that does it. You don't want that. Um, that- <laughs> so we got soda. We got yellow juice. We got Sunny D. <laughs> Wait, Sunny D is not the yellow juice? <laughs> no, no. Yellow juice is just piss. Okay. Um, Sunny D is orange. Uh, back at home, Hal can't figure out how to activate the ring. He's doing like that, that freaking scene, like the... Open sesame, Alakazam, like cut, 
cut, like can't get the thing to do the thing. Never it's like occurs. Spider-Man, yeah. Where he tries to shoot his webs and he can't figure it out until he is like rocking out to Ozzy. Yeah. That same, that same scene. <laughs> um, it doesn't occur to him to actually touch it to the lantern at any point. Yeah. Which was explicitly what he was told to do. Yes. Yes. And which he accidentally did while driving the car. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that was a bonus gift when he ordered the ring. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, all right. He stumbles into how to activate it, but then he's interrupted by Carol. They go to the bar. They drink and dance. Um, they flirt. She mentions his dad, and he's like, I'm out of here. Um, yeah, their relationship is, like, rekindled and patched. And then she's like, yeah, just like your father. It's like, I can't talk about it. <laughs> it's like, daddy. Runs out crying. <laughs> I'm daddy's boy. I'm a daddy's Maybe. boy. He has a dress okay. up. So. Was, there, was there mom flying in the back of the plane? Like, Where was his mother? His mom. Yeah. Was yeah. she alive? And if so... <laughs> Why wasn't she at the maybe, birthday party for her grandchild? Maybe she died in a previous <laughs> aviation accident that was less horrifying, yeah. so he's not as scarred by it. <laughs> yeah, because she was not a pilot. Yet she was up yeah. there. Yeah, he's like, she didn't thumbs up me. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have that emotional impact. Yeah. Um, was complicated, man. <laughs> so outside the bar, he's jumped by some of the dudes. He got fired. You should have unionized. Right. Me, right? Yeah. Don't be mad at me. Be mad at the owner of the company. Right? I mean, it's, it, 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 it's he's still. Yeah. Still. Yeah. He's responsible. Yeah. It's because he broke all those expensive things. So uh, he accidentally kills them because you don't go through a brick wall or ragdoll across the top of a truck like that and survive. Yeah. That's, that's like getting hit by a bus. Yeah. Those yeah. three dudes are dead. Make yeah, make no mistake. Um, well, and every car in Coast City has a car alarm. Yeah, that all go off at once, <laughs> including the two cars that didn't go off while he was being slammed into them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So, uh, crime has got to be high in Coast City. It does. Yeah, so do lanterns also enforce, like, you know... Parochial, violent crime? Or misdemeanors, you know, traffic (laughs) violations. The kid tagging at the bus stop. Oh, that's that's why it's okay. And takes him to Oa. That's why it's okay he (laughs) murdered those guys. He's a cop now. He's a cop. Okay, it all makes sense. Um, So, all right. He just didn't know he was a cop until a little little later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That is not uncommon. <laughs> um so he gets uh he gets put in a green bubble <laughs> by the ring and shot off to Green Lantern Planet. So it took him punching someone in the fucking face to death, three people. Yeah. To begin the initiation. <laughs> Does yeah. every Green Lantern have to murder someone? <laughs> that's blood how in, you, blood that's out. That's how you, yeah, exactly. It's like that's a, how you get like ju- get jumped it's like in. a real gang. Yeah. 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 Uh so um meanwhile Hector's having a very graphic dream moaning and sweating in the bed <laughs> he got the yellow I was juice on a roller him. coaster yeah what bro he got the yellow juice in him yeah, yeah the yellow yellow um how I had the purple stuff <laughs> yeah 
it's like lean but bad um yeah, purple yeah. Drink. it's a it's a gatorade flavor that does not indicate any flavor and <laughs> fruit in the world right yellow ice oh yeah arctic rush like what is that yellow yeah. ice don't drink arctic the yellow rush. ice yeah um, all right so hal arrives on green lantern planet gets a gets gets a suit so he gets speak. a full body scan too, which yeah, was yeah. high tech, man. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. needed to see his insides. But luck, yep. luck- urine and feces are processed in the thigh pads. Yeah. Uh, luckily for us, they uh, share our uh, modern American sensibilities and leave him yeah. on little tiny undies. Was he wearing those already, or did they put those on him when he arrived? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the they physical- took they took off his regular clothes. <laughs> Like yeah. his, those didn't look like they were of Earth. They mm-hmm. looked like they were of Oa. I guess. They were they, <laughs> alien uh, underwear. The guardians are wearing underneath their flowing robe. <laughs> they're like yeah, one kids. pair of chonies and then a robe. That's Except it. that one no, 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 weird no, no, guardian no. who's wearing a pair of uh, of cutoffs. The, the guardians, guardians go commando. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> That's what the long robe is for. It's so freeing. You haven't looked like a guardian. <laughs> you sit all day, though. You're going to end up sitting on one of those things, man. It's not going to be great. Ooh, you know, so, they can, so they can poop. That's yes. Yeah, that's, that's what true. we said earlier. Yeah. It well, rolls maybe down their there. shorts have a hole in them. <laughs> there's, a, there's a poop hole in their underwear. <laughs> no, it's in their front pocket. And they're it's just messier than you would think. Playing you know, pocket pool. No, I think it'd be pretty plen- Seems plenty like messy. A good idea. Yeah. But yeah, you're cutting a hole in your shorts just doesn't. Doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> well, it does, but why? You should not leave the house. So, no need for the shorts. Uh, Swear him backwards. There's a zip. <laughs> so, all right. He meets uh, some other lanterns. They all are chanting poor. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. He meets. They're he all meets, Semper Fly. He meets Jeffrey Rush, Chicken Fish Rush, as we call him. He's a Humu Humu Nuku Nuku Apua man. <laughs> It's a triggerfish. <laughs> he is, he is. Um, Jeffrey Rush sounding so sleepy. <laughs> like, like, I did this in bed. They called him from L.A. on L.A. time, and he did this in London from well, bed. Well, the whole time, like, I, I get, like, he is so disinterested in this role. I guarantee, like, he was, he was just like reading it like this, and they were like, "Sir, you're not talking in the mic," and he's like, "You have to move the mic. I'm not going to move my face." um uh all right so um yeah we've got him and then we get the big guy i love how when the clearly um african-american coded character shows up like the the space opera music stops and it just starts going that was great a great bit of subtle racism well and introduced Um, with the punch to the face it with the like the intellectual discussion about the history of green lanterns and their use and the thought behind it and then yeah punched in the face yeah um one glaring omission and maybe they were saving it for the sequel they hope to make but i wish guy gardner had been in this that lantern that character Mm. Mm. Does anybody remember him? Yeah, um, I. He would have come much later. Later, yeah, I he, hear that he's gonna like. Because huh. I hear they're the, bringing him back. How's the first human? Right, lantern. So, right. yeah, they'd have to him and Kyle Rayner and 
Stewart, John, John Stewart. Uh, yeah. Jeff Foxworthy at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Larry the Lantern guy. They're <laughs> like, you know you're a green lantern when? <laughs> <laughs> when you kill a dude through a brick wall. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, um... Sinestro is all butthurt about Hal because he's like, yo, my best friend <laughs> used to be, have that ring. <laughs> like, dude, be professional. So, so what's his name? Abin, Abin, or Abin Sir? Sir. Yeah. Uh, is he from our neighborhood, I guess? He was from the same sector, yeah. Okay. All right. So we got to keep our eyes out for thin-skinned pink aliens for Frasier I guess Frasier aliens we are, we are <laughs> purple Frasiers watch also. out for purple Frasiers <laughs> um, so alright uh, then he tells the he uh, calls a meeting of the lanterns tells them about parallax tells Hal that he sucks and then <laughs> beats him up in training Hal's like you know what maybe I do suck and I'm gonna go home now yeah man yeah, he just quits he quit. Yeah. Well, also, they're really bad at teaching. They gave him all of 15 minutes. Yes. Yes. And then they're like, you're awful. Swords. Fucking loser. Yeah. Yeah. Go home, you crybaby. That's not like it's a net or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which could cut the sword could cut through the fucking net. What if the fear monster had a sword? Boom. Yeah, right. Sword beats net. Uh, we know that game. So uh, Hector, meanwhile, is teaching his college class. Then he freaks out because he can read people's minds and everybody hates him. <laughs> and Spicoli comes late. Yeah. Uh, he goes to visit his dad, who's the senator. Uh, uh, oh, Did I would also like to Amanda point out. Waller's I'd like to th- comment to him. What was that? Where she's like, oh, well, we can't tell you the reason why you got called. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, that's Which right. Which is just setting up this stupid reveal. With his dad. Who I would like to point out, Tim Robbins is uh, nine years older <laughs> than Peter Sarsgaard. <laughs> it was a different time. 1972, <laughs> I think you said. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It's like when, I'm sorry, Bruce Wayne adopts Robin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he only adopted Hector like five years ago. <laughs> Hector's mother man. is Tim Robbins' babysitter. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm going to adopt a 39-year-old man. Do you want to adopt Hal? No. <laughs> I want Hector. Then later on, he's if like, it, oh, I should have adopted Hal. <laughs> if any senators are listening, I am up for adoption. So oh, let me know. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Kirsten Cinema. Um, so, all right. Uh, he goes to, uh, yeah, he visits his dad. His dad's like, I know about the aliens. So, yeah, his dad's super into ne- nepotism. Uh, Hector, reads yeah. his, Hector reads his mind, though, and it's like, his dad's like, I don't like you very much, son. It's like an erotic level of nepotism. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. this is mm, this is how the world works, son. Mm, yes. you feel it in your loins. It's like, what the fuck, Dad? Like, yeah. I don't want this job. And everyone's thoughts are so scripted. 
Yeah. You know, in this moment, Tim Robbins is like, what a disappointment. He's never going to make it. I mean, it's like, like, it's like, dude, I have a job at the community college. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, and Tim Robbins probably thought that Hector's entire life, you know, it's just <laughs> weird to have those very succinct thoughts at that right, moment. That moment. Yeah. Instead of, you know, cause someone, you know, or love a family member, you'd be like, Oh Jesus. Or like this guy again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's like so that. like, I don't like him. He it would will pro- fail. Yeah. It would probably be something like, ah, this shit again. What am I going to have right. for lunch? Right. I don't know. Right. Does my yeah. secretary not wear a bra? I have my balls itch. <laughs> like, that's what thoughts exactly. are like. Yeah. That's what thoughts are like, yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, meanwhile, in space, something I will say often in this episode, Parallax <laughs> defeats a group of a dozen Green Lanterns with a net. Which they yep. thought was the best plan for defeating the greatest threat the universe has ever known. It kind of is a SWAT team mentality, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because they there's have no, to exhaust every option before they storm in and kill you. There's no clever Green Lanterns whatsoever. They're all just like cops, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I guess rank and file. Yeah. Not even SWAT they, team. Yeah. Like you'd think that you'd but be like, no, these are the 12. We'll draw them off the planet and then we'll. Will, right. will pincer move him when he gets away from the planet or something? Like, no, these guys. Yeah, but these are supposed to be the special ones. These are the ones Sinestro personally chose to well, go on chose. this mission. Sinestro to- specifically said they are the strongest yeah. lanterns. Right. He's, you know, like, uh, you'd think that you'd have, like, well, we've got a strategist. We've got a guy who's really good with his imagination. We got this right. chick who Weapons, paints with her fingers. And yeah. then we got, like, four or five strong dudes to, like, hold whatever painting person comes up with you know we've got the guy who figures out hey let's punch him into a sun (laughs) yeah Yeah. no it's like every time we've seen um you know uh some sort of otherworldly evil and then a bunch of beat cops show up yeah exactly (laughs) you know they've been writing tickets and shit all of a sudden they're the first line of defense between dr doom (gasps) well right and they all show yeah okay yeah so (laughs) Yeah, this not fucking, that you would send detectives, but you would send dudes in tactical gear with tanks and the SWAT all that team. shit. Yeah, not the guys, the guys, uniformed cops who were like with their their radar <laughs> and their six bullet revolvers. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No. To this day, they show those cops showing up they in every not. everyone. But a school yeah. shooter, we get the SWAT guys. <laughs> yep. All right. So, um, let's see. Um, Sinestro goes back to the Guardians and tells them that Parallax <laughs> is stronger than 12 dudes in a net. Um, okay. They tell him that he was once a Guardian and they decided to use the power of fear. Why do they have the from the Forbidden Chamber? So they've got a Forbidden Chamber. <laughs> <laughs> That's open air. Yes. It's not inside. It's outside. No, it's not. That's yeah. not a chamber. But also, um, why do they have the forbidden chamber? Why do they have the big fear battery? <laughs> well, and of course, fear is more powerful because fear and will are not opposites. No, those are not two sides of a coin. You can have a strong will and be afraid. Yes, <laughs> yes, you can. It's courage. Courage is the fear, opposite. Yeah, right. Of fear. Um, fear is universal. Is that what they're implying is that will and courage are the same thing. And like for the first time ever, like someone from earth is like, you mean courage, right? Well, yeah. Blake Lively literally 
says later on, courage is, you know, is being afraid and still doing the thing. Somebody get these guys a fucking dictionary. Yeah. Um, So anyways, they tell him that the uh, Parallax used to be a guardian. Um, He wanted to use fear to stop bad stuff. It's unclear why they needed extra fear powers. What was happening that they needed the extra oomph for? Like there wasn't like an existential threat coming or anything. Superman. That's they- <laughs> like uh, Batman. They're always prepared for Superman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that has to be it. Um, so, but he became consumed by the fear and became evil. Um, Sinestro tells them <laughs> that the only thing to do to fight this good guy who decided to use the power of evil and became evil himself is for a good guy to use the power of evil. Yeah. Fight fear with never fear. never goes wrong. Yeah. Never. The yeah, only thing fear, fear has to fear. fear is fear itself. <laughs> right. <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What a base, like, primal attitude. Right. Yeah. They're cops. That's true. Fight or flight like, on both sides. Yeah. Like, we don't prevent crime. We avenge crime. <laughs> we step in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to stop them from robbing your house. We're going to fill out some paperwork later. Yeah. They're not going to stop him from eating two planets. They're going to wait for him to show up on their planet. Yeah. Collateral damage. Yeah. Um. So, all right. Back on Earth. <laughs> There's the big party. That's <laughs> not insane. Oh, my God. All right. So much to unpack with this scene. <sighs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> first, the first being the way Hector drinks martinis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like he spilled a drink on the counter it's too full and he's just got to sip it off the top his mustache yeah. gets inside <laughs> it gets all slurpy it was pink that was not a martini no that was yeah. no that was like a um what is a that strawberry teeny uh, maybe a cosmopolitan yeah what, what is yeah, that dr- what is the, what is the drink that the sex in the city girls always drink I think Cosmos. Cosmos right? Was it Cosmos? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, he's the uh, the reverse of Donald Trump, who needs requires two hands to drink. No hands. <laughs> all, he's, no hands. all he needs is his mustache to get real slurpy. Up in there. <laughs> that's his that's his party trick. Is watch me drink this drink from the edge of the table with no hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is all that. So uh, I would have liked to see him pick it up with his teeth and drink it that way. Yeah. Or with his head. Or just with his big... But he does it way too fast and he just splashes over his bald (laughs) head, which... He throws a Cosmo in his own face. He's like, that's what I get for coming on to Blake Lively. (laughs) For being a bitch. We get some serious incel vibes from this guy. Oh, God. God. He is so much serious. 4chan neck beard as hell. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. He was not a homely guy before the yellow well, juice. I mean, so here's uh, the thing. Peter Skarsgård? It, well, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, no. Hector. Um, yeah, he had the, the big forehead anyway. So, well, okay. So if your hairline starts back here, then you can't grow the back of your hair out. That's, that's Are you kidding me? Balding 101. I, I mean, Jesse Ventura what? pulled off that look for like 20 years. Uh, every you, every it, 65-year-old... Ex hippie has a fucking ponytail and nothing on top. No, realistically, but they shouldn't. The, 
the Picard is the <laughs> okay, look okay. If, if you're losing the top of your hair. Just go Picard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're doing that, then you really should not uh, rock <laughs> the pedophile mustache. The, thin, the mustache. pencil thin mustache. Yeah. yeah. Choose. Um, all right. Um, so, uh, okay. So, uh, Carol saved the government contract. Um, and somehow Hal takes credit for that. Um, then, uh, Hector sniffs Carol's hair yeah, when they dude. meet. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Straight Woo. up smells her like he is an animal and like she is another animal. I mean, yeah. Oh, Leaves it, was it so weird. and sniffs her hair. Um, and has like a big sheet eating grin because she smells so good. Yes. <laughs> she smells like a girl. <laughs> she smells like fucking brown hair dye. Yeah, she does. Yeah, that's what she smells like. Um, so he gets mad at his father <laughs> for trying to cover up the fact that he's just spilling the secret alien autopsy out to everybody. How does he hear him? He is like quietly con- having this conversation with Blake Lively, but Tim Robbins walks over like he is like shouting it at a crowd of people. Yes. Yeah. Well, and also, weird. also the way he reveals it is like. This dude does not talk to, to other, human other humans very often. Dude, he <laughs> teaches a class. You'd think that he'd have like some sort of like social ability in some way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. So he decides to murder his dad via helicopter. With a beer tap? Yeah, yeah, the beer tap shoots off. It's the back of the thing. I mean, from what I understand, the helicopters, that's fairly realistic because the slightest ping and a helicopter is going to kill you. I will well, never get in a helicopter. No, the either. exception of never. the fact that no one dies. Um, the helicopter! I mean, helicopters can take quite a bit. Uh, hit it with a beer stein. If you still got a tail rotor, all the tail rotor does is stop it from rotating. Like the helicopter will Spinning spin around. if you get rid of the tail rotator. It uh, it it reverses the yeah. the spin. Right. It, he didn't shear off the tail of the helicopter. No, he mm. didn't. He didn't. It, um, this whole sequence makes no fucking sense no, from like an aviation standpoint. From an aviation standpoint, or a simple physics, because the helicopter falls and crashes through the crowd, through the middle of the party, and somehow yeah. every single person gets out of the way of it. Like, yeah. the seas are parted. And those well, blades are like 40, 50 feet across? Yeah. yeah. Well, and they don't seem to stop. The ground does not seem to stop them from spinning. They just keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like whatever, marble floors or something. I don't know. Yeah. You'd think a blade would break off, but it just flies at you like it's a deli slicer. Well, also, that helicopter does not create any wind No, when it lands or when or it takes suction. off. I don't know if you guys have ever been that close to a helicopter. Not that close, but no. close enough to a helicopter yeah. to see how much thrust is created. Like, yeah. there's so much wind, and it's like, fuck, I got dirt and grass and rocks in my mouth. I, I should have <laughs> stayed inside. Um, well, yeah. we've all seen drug dealers get into a helicopter in movies <laughs> right. and TV. Yeah. That's how you escape They're always from prison. flapping around. Yeah. 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 Well, and I'd like to, I don't know if you guys noticed, but as it was flopping around on the ground through the crowd, which survived, um, the entire tail was going wibbly wobbly back and forth for some reason. Like <laughs> the CGI tail, like the CGI helicopter looked so bad. Yeah, it did. 
Yeah. Um, this this sequence, they should have just had the helicopter crash and have him rescue the helicopter instead of this Rube Goldberg mess of a thing. Right. So, yeah, he makes a race car, which and then just starts racing it around. Why? Why are you making it go still to stop the thing? Right. Yeah. I think Make it's a catcher's uh, mitt or something to catch it in, you know, right. and just stop it. Yeah. If you're thinking like a little boy. You know? Well, I think it's a callback to Sinestro. Tell, you know, that your imagination sucks. Yeah. <laughs> what? Human. That, that's, well, as, yeah. that's, that's as good as you can come up with. Dude, our imaginations are so wild car. though. Like I know. Uh, human beings will fuck anything. Um, i'm I'm surprised yeah he didn't just you know like make some sexual thing like i said why not just make a big (laughs) pair of boobs to catch it a bottomless vagina (laughs) yeah he's like oh hey look at vagina josh have you been looking at my nightmares (laughs) (laughs) tomato tomato yeah Uh, bottomless that sounds great (laughs) sign me up until you're falling, <laughs> ever falling. Just no sliding in through forever Reverse and ever. Birth. Oh, God. My therapist is going to love this episode. Right. I'm just, okay. Oh, there's no hidden meaning. That's <laughs> <laughs> just a water slide. Yeah. So Hal saves the day by thinking about race cars. Um, then at home, Hector has some light forehead growth. Um, he's. Ends up looking like Eric Stoltz in mask. What? Why did <laughs> yeah, it take so long for this to happen? And why did it stop there? Yeah, why didn't it just keep getting bigger and bigger? Yeah. Well, and supposedly Parallax, you know, was using him, but that wasn't in clear until he's like, you failed me. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, wow, like, I failed you. It would have been nice if I'd known I was in the right. position to fail you. It's like, what, I crashed a helicopter into a black tie affair. Isn't that what you want, Parallax? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, All right. So uh, Taika Waititi visits Hal for no readily apparent reason. Um, That scene does nothing because we've seen the suit. We've seen, like, why? Why does that scene exist in the film? It's just Taika Waititi. Seemed like it existed at some other point in the movie and in editing. Oh, yeah. They, they, like, he should have had the suit before he got inducted into the thing. It should have come with the ring. He should have showed Taika at the house and then gotten sucked up to space. But they were like, well, this is great. I mean, it's funny when he flexes and nothing happens. Yeah. I guess. That's hilarious. And then Taika Waititi has the <laughs> elegant line of, doesn't the superhero get the girl? And then we cut to, yeah, yeah. what the fuck, uh, man? Yeah. Those incel vibes you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. This movie is you full can go of to space. Moment. You can go to space. Yeah, right. That's not impressive. You're going to be knee deep in bottomless vagina. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. <laughs> knee deep in a bottomless vagina. <laughs> oh, my God. Only up Sorry. to the knees. Only up to the knees. All right, so. <laughs> He, he has the power of on. flight, I guess. So yeah, he can control how deep he goes into the <laughs> bottom of this, this is a weird episode, you guys. <laughs> Why is this happening? Okay, to us? so right. since we're already there, I have a question. Yeah. Do we see the suit from the waist down at any point? Because it seems pretty form fit. Oh, we see. I mean, we see him. Yeah. 
I mean, we he see has him like a David Bowie cod piece thing going he on, must. right? Sure, because we so, see him. We see him in uh, those sweatpants. Yeah, but you don't see him. Yeah, and then does, he suits up. Does it work as protection? Like protection? Like, could you keep the suit on and oh, go swimming in <laughs> you a mean like birth control? Kind of? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, is it a, a, a prophylactic kind of thing? Like, could he? Oh, uh, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Like, but would he feel I, anything? <laughs> get busy in the back of his squad car. I assume that it's like it, it feels like skin still. Like he can he can feel contact but but similar to uh mystique his clothes just disappear into it yeah well they're wearing... built into the ring it's like tony stark's uh wristwatch armor yeah or uh, venom yeah. yeah 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 i suppose so um he yeah so okay so he shows up and i mean i don't understand why it took till now, but I did appreciate the whole, like, I recognize you. <laughs> I've known you my whole life. Covering oh, up yeah. your cheekbones doesn't stop me from recognizing you. Calling out Gotham City face blind. Yeah. The, well, and everybody should have said that at this party. Yeah. It, hey, it's hell. Yeah. You were just standing right there yeah. the yeah, whole time. There should have been, like, at the party, like, Hal, when did you change your clothes? <laughs> yeah. Why are you wearing that? <laughs> yeah. Can we see your dick? Why did someone draw a green magic marker mask onto your face? Why are your pupils uh are your your irises white? Yeah. And seriously, that goddamn mask, that CGI mask. I mean the CGI outfit in general, but that mask looked so terrible. Yeah. I don't have that only lantern. Just questions. Oh, yeah. Other lanterns don't conceal their identity. No. Or at least the ones we saw. And also, why do the aliens think that will conceal his identity? Right. <laughs> yeah. He should have a bag or something over his head or like a, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, like a, a human, it's like a luchadora mask. <laughs> like a Nixon mask that's just green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the awesome. money in the bag. Um, yeah. So, all right. So, him and Blake Lively flirt and bond. He gives her s- some jewelry, which is going to disappear real fast. Yeah. He gives her a green pearl necklace. <laughs> Gross. Which answers that question. Green By the juice. way, kids, if it's green, see a doctor. <laughs> if true. I can, if you can imagine your dick being bigger. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, just imagine a, a a bag of them. A bit, Shit, be like that. That that would work well with the bottomless vagina. So yeah. okay, this is the question: Is uh, some of us have very active imaginations. Some of us, yeah. How do I control what what is an apparition that is created and what I just think about? You know, because yeah. that could be Great really question. problematic. Yeah, it's will, but yeah, yeah it's a good point. Yeah. Regular frequency of my imagination, I would be running into trouble <laughs> constantly. Yeah, like, shit, I made a tank. Whoops, shit, I imagine murdering that person. <laughs> 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 they cut me off in traffic, and I imagine them exploding. Oh, whoops. Well, yeah, and then there's the like, ah, oh, I imagined myself turning into traffic for a split second damn it (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly all those fleeting yeah yeah those intrusive thoughts yeah yeah see a doctor also if your thoughts lead you to yeah 
driving into traffic. Or then if don't take Parallax happens. if you're allergic to Parallax. <laughs> the erection lasts more than four hours. Take off the ring. <laughs> take off the ring. <laughs> what if it was a different kind of ring? Um, uh, that's kind of its uh, purpose. So yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's the doing ring. its job. Yeah. All right. All right. So, um... <laughs> They're you having, still probably take a break after four hours. That's all I'm saying. They're having a time. grand old time when um, he says he quit being a Green Lantern. And she's like, you quit everything. You suck. And so he takes her home. Um, then Angela Bassett shows up at Hector's house. <laughs> she's like, Hector, I think you should come with me. <laughs> He's like, why? My head always does this. I feel great. <laughs> Um, I got stung by a bee. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, they say they're going to try to cure him. He doesn't want that. So he murders her, imprisons his dad with his newly discovered telekinetic powers. Meanwhile, the ring tells Hal that there's bad stuff going down at the old secret CIA headquarters. (laughs) The ring like blinks twice. And this is the first time that we've gotten the like alert to trouble yeah yeah it's been a peaceful day in this entire sector of the universe (laughs) yeah these (laughs) these hundreds of thousands of planets are all fine today luckily for him no no fender benders yeah no domestic violence yeah so um yeah he uh yeah so uh hal shows up he can't defeat hector they end up just laying on the floor wiggling around next to each other <laughs> uh Waller gets washed out of the movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um I don't think she's dead yet. No. He saves her. Yeah. yeah. Green Lantern. Oh, he does save yeah. her. Well, she's not after dead. After she is she is adhered to the glass. Right. You think she's somehow dead. with some sort of magical adhesive property that she has. <laughs> has on her. Yeah. She's just stuck to the glass. Her, clothes are, her clothes are made out of duct tape. Yeah, yeah, she's got one of those duct tape suits that you can, you know. Yeah, but Hal breaks the glass and sends her down that tube, flushes (laughs) her out of the movie. movie, Yeah, flushes her out. Yep. Um. Well, and then yeah, and so then, um, let's see. This is the point where where Hector has we find out he has telekinetic. Well, no, the the I guess the helicopter was telekinetic, but he can control it a lot better now. Um. Then, uh, so he kills his dad. And uh, then he tells Hal uh, through his space telepathy that, uh, wait, let's see, Parallax sees that Hal has the ring of Abin Sur. He's heading to Earth to destroy it um, before he heads over to destroy the Guardians. And he tells Hal through space telepathy that uh, he's on his way. And then Hector just kind of scrabbles away (laughs) into the rubble. And Hal's like, I guess I'll let him go this time. With a warning. This time. Yeah. Yeah, with a warning. <laughs> like, like, why are you not doing something? Green Lanterns yeah. don't believe in jail. I think that's ultimately yeah. the problem. Yeah, he's I like, can I can't put him in jail. I'm a Green Lantern. If I didn't kill him. Yeah. Is it justice? Sir, that was a school zone. <laughs> uh, so uh, Carol and Taika Waititi have a meeting with Hal. Hal's like, I'm afraid. And she's like, yeah, but... Courage is a thing that exists. But think of how big you can make your thingy, though. For my bottomless vagina. Save <laughs> <laughs> <Saint> Ferris. 
bottomless vaginas Tuesday nights <laughs> on harmless phosphorescence drinking cosmos yeah. hanging out uh so um all right uh he really should have understood the whole like courage versus fearlessness thing because he is an adult <laughs> and that's a really yeah. simple concept which we explain Very to children simple. overcoming fear yeah. yeah well and this is a perfect moment for him to repeat the thing that he repeated to his little nephew that he thought in his mind that his dad said to him it's my job not to be afraid like, at yeah. no point in the third act does he say this shit to Parallax or to Carol or to Taika or to yeah, he doesn't have to, right? Yeah, like, we don't know what he taps into. Yeah, exactly. no, he he just taps into. He says no, the Green nothing. Lantern bullshit. Yeah, yeah, he's just like I literally says, says the oath. The oath. <laughs> yeah, which okay, great, but like why? Yeah, that, 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 there was no emotional connection to the oath you that you established. No. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No in my mind, mind, no memory. Instead of saying the oath, he should have said, like, it's my job not to feel fear. That's such a human stupid aphorism to say, and that's such like a human right. thing before rushing into battle is to say something hokey. Yeah. Yeah. And then do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So fear our- is the mind killer. It's the little death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh so okay, he heads back to Green Lantern Planet to ask them to help defend Earth. They say no, so he asks if he can go back and defend Earth on his own. He can yeah. come and go as he pleases. We already know no this. No one was stopping him from doing that prior. Why did he have to ask them and get their permission? Because it's like it's like becoming a detective. You got to apply, you got to put your name out there, you got to be like, "Hey, you got to get a warrant." All that shit. <laughs> You'd be like, you can't bust parallax. You don't. A judge <laughs> you have the right the to remain papers. yellow. The district attorney has yet to. Did you read him his rights? If you didn't, he's just going to be back out on the streets tomorrow. <laughs> Looking through two way glasses. Uh, so, all right. Sinestro's got his yellow ring now, though he hasn't put it on yet. Hal goes back to Earth, finds out that Hector kidnapped Carol off screen. And is threatening to inject her with the yellow juice. Oh, uh, man. The yellow juice. First, he gives a speech about how Chad's will never understand. Right. Yeah. What it's yes. like, your chiseled jaw. And then, yeah. And then he's like, if she doesn't find me attractive, I'll make her like me. Be like, dude, you're not going to want her after she's got a big old lumpy yeah. head. That's mm. how incels work. <laughs> yeah. And apparently she's the only broad in a hundred mile radius. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I was held back for 12 or 15 years in school, which is why we went to school together. He's the, he's the right. only girl that's ever spoken Wait, to me. Was he like a teacher? Was he student teaching when they were in school there? No. Because <laughs> that's way more problematic. Yeah. He's just afraid of getting caught. So, all that's right. Um, so, uh, Hal finds Hector... He's like, Hector, you can have the ring if you let her go. And Hector puts it on, and then Hal just blasts him with it. Parallax shows up. Um, he kills Hector for <laughs> not being evil enough. I I liked how uh, Carol dropped, and he catches her, but like falls down himself. At least that was realistic. Yeah. 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 He didn't just catch her in his arms. Yeah. Well, sure. and how did he uh, blast Hector without wearing the ring? He just used his power, his mind powers. <laughs> I don't wow, know. cool. Yeah. Don't even need the ring on. Yeah. yeah, as long as it's near you, you're good. 
Um, so, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, near me. He deflected the blast that uh, Hector had sent his way. Mm. And then shot it back or something. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, That's yeah. regular Hal Jordan. That wasn't the Green Lantern. Yeah. So, all right. So, Parallax is going to kill Hal. But um, apparently something that none of the Green Lantern Corps thought was shooting it with missiles. <laughs> Never yeah, occurred and gasoline. to them. Yeah. And, yeah. Because because yeah. Parallax gets really hurt every time this happens. It's all like oh, right. and then retreats like fossil fuel. Right, my only weakness is explosives. Right. Yeah, yeah, it seems like Earth's already prepared for this guy. Yeah, I think Earth well, make everything blow up. They may take yeah, he may take out Coast City before they can get to him, but Earth's gonna just blow him up eventually. I think I ultimately it just pisses him off. I did a brief Google on the Green Lantern powers, and I should have brought this up while you were talking about them, Al. Um, originally, the Green Lantern's constructs, I guess that's what they call them, could not yeah. be affected by wood. Yes. Uh, that was uh, back from the Golden Age. So if Parallax had just had like a baseball bat, he could have just gone to, <laughs> oh, and just smack the shit out of everybody with a baseball bat individually. <laughs> you know? It goes around the Guardian thing, like uh, Robert De Niro and the Untouchables. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me wonder if parallax also has a weakness. So it maybe it's like sweet smoke or yeah, like glass. Explosives? Yeah. Uh, yeah, anything that explodes. All right. So um yeah, so parallax heads out to start destroying the city. <laughs> Everyone's running from him Godzilla style. Uh Hal shows up and fights him, saves some civilians. Parallax tries to scare Hal, but Hal's got his positive affirmation. He's good enough, he's smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like him. He's been listening to like a Brene Brown podcast right. the whole time. Yeah. Right I'm a over strong, there. independent woman who don't need like, no Parallax. Smile meditation, here we go. <laughs> Give me I'm a ready. <laughs> I'm going to quit smoking. Um, so, uh, he... <laughs> I'm finally going to get that bottomless vagina lift (laughs) (laughs) i tell my boss to give me a raise (laughs) but first save the earth so all right he uh, flies into space parallax chases him they uh fight through the asteroid belt um i assume that's earth's asteroid belt beside uh despite the fact that it's the asteroids are way, way closer than in the actual asteroid belt, which is between, uh, what is it? It's, it's between Mars and Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, they're not that close right. together. I think this is just a separate debris field. Oh, okay. One of those debris fields that surrounds the, Earth. We, we didn't see <laughs> Venus or Mercury get destroyed off screen. That's what this is. No, but uh, we yeah. saw a we saw a Verizon satellite get <laughs> thrown and then disintegrated. Yeah. self service went down. Um. So all right. Yeah, that's the Kuiper Belt, right? Or is that the other asteroid? Oh, that's belt? that's way out. That's the further out one past, past Pluto, Uranus, yeah. or whatever. Oh, that's past Maelstrom. <laughs> so all right. Um, Hal decides to lead him to the sun. It takes roughly twenty seconds to get there from Earth. Um, how long does light take to get from Earth to the sun? That's a great point. A minute and something at least? No, eight right? minutes. Eight minutes. That's eight minutes? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. 
Um, well, and Parallax is just kind of moving through the universe. He's like, I'm a, speed. I'm a smoke octopus, basically. <laughs> a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> the rules don't matter. No. Um, points that you made up. All right. So um, at this point, Hal leads him into the uh, area of the sun's gravitational pull, or at least the point where it's he can't fight his way out from it, and then punches him into the sun, <laughs> which no one ever <laughs> thought yeah, to do. punch. Um, yeah. Hal starts to fall into the sun, but luckily Sinestro and the other Green Lanterns arrive just in time <laughs> to pull him out. To pull him out. You motherfuckers! Why weren't you here ten minutes ago? Fuck they you guys! Just gotten in the way and told him that he couldn't do it. Yeah. Sure. They should have just been sending one lantern at a time. It, it turns out. <laughs> That's right. They they get scared in groups. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the it's opposite of you. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Uh. Um. So back on Green Lantern Planet, um, Sinestro's all like, "How I, before I didn't like Hal Jordan, but now I think he's great. <laughs> um, Have you seen him throw an uppercut? He can punch but guys that, into suns. Again, that's a cop trope. You know, at yeah. the end, the captain pins the medal on him, mm-hmm. begrudgingly, like, oh, Mac Taggart. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because I had McNulty in my brain. Yeah. That's good, too. Yeah. Uh, they're all Viva la Hal Jordan. <laughs> Put your raise your greens into the sky. Raise your rings. <laughs> all the party people in the house <laughs> say, Hey, yeah. Um, so they show the all the green lantern green things shooting into the sky from different parts of that planet. Yeah. Did they just gather? Was there like remote viewing parties? Like, <laughs> like there's too many Green Lanterns to all fit in this one hall. So some of you are going to have to watch it on closed circuit TV. Yeah, they've got like the extension From halls outside. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So back on Earth, Hal and Carol are together now. I guess he's fully embraced being a Green Lantern. As he flies into space, we roll credits. But wait, there's more. In a mid-credit sequence, Sinestro puts on the yellow ring and turns yellow for the inevitable sequel, which is coming any day now. It means he's an X-Men now, right? And it was all yellow. (laughs) 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 Woo, that is that movie. Fuck this movie, man. Yeah, this movie was terrible. Yeah, blah. So um, we've already spent a lot of time on this movie. Um, Uh... Let's see. Um, I'm going to go through the unanswered questions we haven't addressed yet. Um, Let's see. Actually, we've gone through a lot of these already. Um, Oh, here's one. So why do the Lanterns do everything on... What is the name of the planet? Oa? Oa. Why do they do everything on Oa outside on rocky outcroppings near on cliffs and things? Do they not ever go inside on this planet? It's sort of like Krypton. Where it's yeah. like you look at all those weird crystal uh, structures and you're like, how does life happen? Yeah, but how does commerce happen? How does energy transference happen? You right? know, but the, the, yeah, and but they have buildings. We see buildings, but they never yeah. go inside buildings. No, they're hotels and insurance companies. Yeah. Don't I mean, there's got to be a conference room somewhere. <laughs> like, 
yeah. they could meet in instead of on a rocky <laughs> well, outcropping cliff. And the planet serves one purpose, which is the like meeting point for Green Lanterns. Yeah. You'd think they'd have like an arena. So everybody yeah. got like a clear line of sight. And it's like, nah, we just hang out in this little canyon here. Or like a supermax prison, like you said. Yeah. Why wouldn't they have that? They do it in Guardians of the Galaxy. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, well, and they have the green battery thing there. It could run a prison on its own, probably. Right. You could construct it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, let's see what I got. Um, let's see. Oh, so Hal quits being a Green Lantern. And no one's like, okay, well, can you return the ring and lantern? No? Okay. I guess just hold on to it for us. Well, he'll die at some point. It'll find a new owner, I guess. They're probably bylaws. <laughs> but you get to just have your service weapon and mess around with it until they rehire. Yeah. They're not good cops. No, they're yeah. not. They're the only cops we have. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, let, yeah. Okay. So at the end, he says, the bigger you are, the faster you burn. That's not really an unanswered question. That's just patently not true. Not true. <laughs> yes. yes. The larger yeah. the lump of coal. Yeah. Um, technically, it would, should be the more mass you have, the quicker you will be drawn into a gravitational well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, so doesn't change roll that, that just, no, that just doesn't way. pop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, so, all right. Um, I have. Do you, do you have more? I I had one one more, but um, do you want to go ahead and do yours, Al? Well, no. I had an answer to the asteroids. Um, oh, okay. There, uh, every planet has uh, a number of uh, what they call co-orbital asteroids. Um, uh, Trojan asteroids uh, that exist at certain uh, Lagrangian points uh, within the the orbit that uh, uh, also kind of keep them from approaching Earth, say. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there would right. there would be a number of asteroids outside the main asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. I, so they're kind of all over the place. I, I guess I'm just. Um wondering are they really that close together because my understanding of any sort of asteroid field or belt is that like you you can definitely like fit major cities in between them yeah sure um it's one of those problems with fighting in space and um, having <laughs> no point of reference mm. it's like you, you just get here to here right. like super quick uh no worries um yeah it's, yeah just no horizon yeah to race across so all right um the last question i had was um so house said at the end he's like my new job is gonna make me travel a lot so this is more i guess this is something that's not specific to this movie but how is he gonna pay for like his apartment and stuff if he's just off being a green lantern he still has to like occasionally come home and like eat and sleep and stuff and fly test planes. Yeah. So he's he's still going to be a test pilot sometimes. I I guess. I mean, she's not going to fire him. Oh, she's just going to keep him. <laughs> on, yeah. I guess when your girlfriend owns the company, she'll just keep you on payroll. Well, and they fired half the staff, mm-hmm. and they got the contract anyways. It's capitalism in action, man. This is the American yeah. dream. Oh, God. she's making big bucks. She can afford to pay her handsome boyfriend. That's way too. To well, be a cop. Can't he 
can't he stay at the precinct house like firemen do? You know, like <laughs> they spend like four or five days like living just there, live on Oa. sleeping bags in that big uh, canyon thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he like, he, he wraps like, himself up in a guardian robe. He's like, guys, can we go inside one of those buildings to sleep? No. Like, there's nothing no. in there. You know that, right? <laughs> They're empty there buildings, Hal. <laughs> what do you think's happening here? Uh, so, all right, that's all I got, guys. Um, you ready to rank this thing? Oh fuck! I, I had a couple thoughts before oh, yeah. we get to yeah. the ranking. Yeah, um, go for I it. thought it, it was disappointing that we didn't see. Uh, they didn't feature rather any uh, female lanterns mm. um, or characters. I went back. Uh, checked out the the lantern uh, scenes with all the 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 all of them in the one place and i counted four lady lanterns mm-hmm. um i didn't get a chance to look at when they went and fought parallax in the v formation there might have been a couple there mm. but they were all brief shots of lady lanterns and no lines well, and i, I mean they could have just they were not sapphires no, but aren't they, isn't that the idea? Yeah, maybe there is a complimentary Saf- sapphire crew. Sapphires are predominantly women, um, but lanterns are not necessarily all men. There, right. there have been several female lanterns over the years. Yeah, I was giving it too much credit. I'm sure it's just the nerds that made it. Yeah, would have been a great way it's, to it's defeat just the Bechdel guys. <laughs> no need no, yeah, for two female. Uh, Green Lanterns talking by the water cooler about, you know, busting on the <laughs> Right. They, Epsilon. They did have a, a very they... close shot of a female lantern who had the, the shirt that split open to oh, expose yeah. her cleavage in of midriff. Course. Of course she did. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Like an Oscar dress. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What it, what it, would it have been great if there was like a shot of like two female lanterns talking and be like, yeah, so I suggested we punch them into the sun and they said, Psh, chicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then a guy stood up and said it, and they're like, all right. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, all right. So any other last thoughts, guys? Uh, other than that, I thought this had a very MCU vibe. Um, and I half expected Stan Lee to show up, like fleeing mm. from Parallax. Um, well, I mean, this I really, is really the first cosmic DC movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, I mean... Obvious, for obvious reasons, they didn't include Stan Lee, but that might have been a funny gag. Yeah. If yeah. he had shown up, he's like, I think I'm in the wrong place. Well, <laughs> uh, we we didn't mention it, uh, just besides briefly, that Ryan Reynolds obviously goes on to become Deadpool. Um, but in the post-credits of what, Deadpool 2, he shoots Ryan Reynolds in the head while reading the script. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, oh, yeah. We see the Green Lantern card in somebody's uh, wallet at one point. Um, but there's one other thing that has made multiple appearances now. There's a shake weight in this movie that is in Scourge's shit. Behold my stuff. Yeah. Um, it's in it's in uh, Hal Jordan's apartment, but also it's in Deadpool. So huh. yeah, that uh, that shake weight is our Stan Lee cameo, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> shake weight. Uh, all right, all right. So guys, you want to rank it? Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's take a look. See here. Um. So, um. Ah, I was thinking starting 
what what this made me think about was the Fantastic Four movies we've seen so far. Yeah. We've got one at 42. We've got one at 44. Um, I also thought about Van Helsing. It's down at 49. Um, Hulk I thought about. That's down at 62. Um, I don't know. Do you guys feel like somewhere in this 20 range is a good place to start? Yeah. yeah. How close yeah. to Blade Trinity would it be? I think Blade Trinity is a better movie. I I agree. <laughs> it has Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I think yeah. it has. Yeah, um, Blade Trinity wasn't a great movie, but it was also... Uh, it was okay. It, yeah, it didn't... It wasn't like... Uh, there were parts of this that were just like painful and boring and wrote and by the number. Blade Trinity at least was a little little original in parts. Yeah. It's okay. comedic beats hit. Yeah. He's just meh. Um, like Fantastic Four, The Rise of the Silver Surfer, a cloud was our big <laughs> yeah. enemy. The big bad, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, I like putting those together. It's very similar to Hancock in that it was a really fun movie until the third act. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I still don't know if I agree with that. Okay. I, I, I agree with that with Hancock. Um, I don't know that I found much of Green Lantern to be fun at any point. I found Hal right. Jordan to be such an unlikable douchebag of a character that it, like, at no point was I ever rooting for him. Yeah, but I thought it was fun to see the lanterns and the different aliens. and yeah, it, was it was kind of just respect. a... I found it to just be a big early 2000s CGI mess. Like, I didn't see a whole well, lot of difference sure. between that and, like, Attack of the Clones. Other than, you know, obviously Fair the state enough. of CGI got better. But, I mean, that was how my does, personal take on it. How does it compare to Ghost Rider? Well, I mean, other than not having Nicolas Cage, I'd say. Um, it, uh, let me put it. Well, let me see. Okay. It may be better than Ghost Rider. What do we think? Yeah. Do we th- well, Spider Man 3. It didn't have a foot race. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it's better than Superman in the moment. <laughs> there were very few oranges. Yeah. Um,. Spider-Man 3. Is this better than Spider-Man 3? God, it's no. really bad. No. No. I don't think it is better than Spider-Man 3. Um, Turtles 2. It had it had no vanilla ice, but <laughs> on the flip side, it didn't have vanilla ice. Yeah. <laughs> um, Below uh, Turtles 2? Below that is. Okay, Al. What dig that? What What are your thoughts, Al? Um. Uh, just below Molman. Below Molman. Yeah, Molman was so classic. Okay, what do you think, Josh and Brian? In a fifty-two position kind of way. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. It, again, didn't have a foot race. Okay. All right. I'm down with that. We'll put it there. Um, Green Lantern goes at number 53. So, uh, not great, but not bottom 10 or anything. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it's actually a fair ways up there. Um, 
yeah, I, like I said, I didn't find it as terrible as its reputation had. It was just very, very, very tropey, wrote by the numbers, boring storytelling. Yeah. It did not set itself apart in any real significant way. No. no. Uh, all right. So um, that is Green Lantern. We're calling it a day there. Our next movie. And is... not the brightest day. <laughs> Our next movie is going to be Captain America, the first Avenger. So that's going to cool. be fun. Um, that's coming next week, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with us on Harmless Phosphorescence, uh, whether it be on YouTube or the podcatcher of your choice. Um, this has been your host, Throw Smiley, and this is the worst 11th birthday party I've ever been to. So I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm Josh CC, and I'll be busy not being good enough. I'm Brian Lesh, and abolish the Green Lantern Corps. I'm Alaric Weber, and I have concluded admiring myself. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Bye. Bye.